do 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 blowing up little house on the prairie prairie hello and welcome to marble sanity and the mirror world of ramjack Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is my co-host and good friend, Brad. Oh, oh hi. Hi. Sorry, oh, I... you, you caught me unawares. I was uh, I was just uh, reading this critically acclaimed award-winning play. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's, it's the Chester County Automatons by me. Ooh. <laughs> oh, available on shop.ksadam.com. So, that uh, easy. Oh, it's that and you easy. Too, you too can. Now, what's an automaton, Brad? For the kids in the audience? Uh, a, a robot? A robot. A mechanical man? Um, possibly the Antichrist? Who knows? <laughs> Over 200 pages here, people. 200 pages of quality play. Anyone can do it. Available in where, paperback where do you, where and do you, digital. Brad, where do you see the best venue? For Chester County Automatons. Like, who do you think? What, would a regional heart. company and your heart? In your anywhere. heart. Anywhere. Anywhere. Um, the best way to find out is, you know what you should do? Everyone that's listening should buy a copy and then read it. And then let us what let us know what they think the best venue is. Mm. I would encourage you to buy three copies for your library. Mm-hmm. And also buy one for every um, college and or high school in your greater region and send it to them. You know, it those makes kids a perfect, working on them. A perfect gift for grad or dad. <laughs> um, but you mentioned libraries. You know, Alex. Uh, you know, listen, listen. Uh, you can always like contact your library and say, "Hey, get a copy of this." Uh, like, they can look it up. They can order copies of this and like straight up put it in their library. So listen, if you got a library, tell them that you want to add this because like they buy books. That's how they get new books. They got to know what to buy. Most people don't go to libraries. Either way, like, I'll get paid, so, like, just let them, let your library know, let your university know. Let them know they should get copies of this. Ask them both for, um, Brad, what are the three plays you have on offer? Uh, I've got, uh, the Chester County Automatons, I've got Eastbound Jungle, um, I, I, I've got, uh, Brother Bailey's Pageant of Moral Superiority and Creation Science Island Jamboree. Ask them for all three of those titles, and then throw in, I also want Ramjack. And when they're researching it, they'll be like, all right, well, these three things are plays, but what the fuck is Ramjack? And they'll find the podcast, and then boom. Guys, And then boom, Ramjack's in your library. My plays are so much easier to get than a Laura Wimsett book. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to help. (laughs) That is very true. Mm. Very true. Guys, we have an amazing show for you today. Indeed. We'll be discussing a season five episode of Mr. Belvedere Ooh. and all of its insanity. Yikes. We also have tons, I mean, we have tons of news stories to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on, Brad, on this, Indeed. the prepices of uh, St. Valentine's Day. Happy early Valentine's Day, friend. Happy early Valentine's Day to you, sir. Sweet. Um, I hope everyone's staying away from McDonald's. You don't want to get caught having oh. to pay with love there. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, yeah, just be mindful. You're still in the thick of it. The local hero commits suicide in fast food burger joint. More at 11. I love that segment. But uh, Brad has found a website. Oh, boy. And Guys, a website found me. A website found Brad, everyone. Uh, 
he shared it with me, and wow, Brad, take it away. Tell me, tell me what's up. Uh, absolutely. Tell them what's up. Uh, guys, I was on Facebook for whatever reason earlier this week, and like as people do, like people were just posting some bullshit, and like I just been seeing like a lot of really crazy, crazy bullshit on the Facebook as of late. Um, there's I posted something in the in the Ramjack group earlier that who boy like some straight up racist nonsense. Um, so please join the group and get in on that. But I saw this thing, and like the story's been going around. Uh, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta click on this link because this person was like really mouthing off some crazy nonsense. And it's a story that's been on Facebook all week. I'm sure you've seen it. Baby is born with Down syndrome. Mother immediately abandons him. Father speaks out. And I was like, oh, I, like this person's saying so much bullshit. I gotta go to this website. I'm just, gonna, I, I just want to make sure that I'm not insane. And the website that this particular uh, uh, variation on this shitty article is uh, at youngcons.com. That's Young Conservatives. Their website is called Young Cons. I think that says all everything right there. <laughs> it really um, does. How they didn't catch that. We should name her, what is us? Well, you know, Young Cons, like in yeah. Conservatives. Or yeah. con artist, but okay. Oh, and guys, right. I, sp- I spent a little time on young conservatives, so guys, we're gonna be checking in with some young conservatives today for a little bit. But like, I, first, we, I want to talk about this fucking Down syndrome article because like I've been seeing it everywhere, and like I, w- there's some updates to it that we'll talk about in a second. But I just want to like off the front, like just say because I keep seeing this shit on on Facebook, I'm like. It's all this, like, hating on this woman, like, oh, she, how could you abandon your child? Blah, 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 it's uh, awful. Oh, how could you do this? This is terrible. This is the worst thing a person could do. Um, Alex, is this the worst thing a person could do? No. No. Like, it's horrific. Like, that, like, it's terrible that this, this happened. Absolutely. Um, like, if I were to have a child... And there, and for whatever, somehow, like even though we have like all the testing in the world, um, like freak circumstance, um, child is born, and then we find out, like yes, this child has Down syndrome, like you know, extremely, you know, there's of course it's you know, there's a spectrum, of course, but like I, I couldn't, couldn't do it, could not, like, and I feel like the thing about this is like, and we'll get into the the actual details of this article, sure, but I feel like this is also a conversation like people have to have before like having a kid because like there's i there's no way there's absolutely no way i could do this and i think oh, that's the case for a lot of people and a lot of people need to shut the fuck up <laughs> location of where the story takes place which i guess brad will divulge later says sure. a lot because i think the standards of possibly i don't i, guess, I don't figuring know the out these things but because I in don't... the states you would know this pretty quickly sure your doctor would do a lot of things to be like look we need to figure this out and there are steps to, at a very early point in the pregnancy, right. figure this out and be like, you know what, that's, you want this not, and you make a choice. That's true. That's true. And I absolutely, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to get to that. I don't want to get to the specifics I mean, yeah. yet. I just want to talk not, about the issue that's in the fucking headline. Because when most people post things on Facebook, they're not actually reading into the depths of the article. They're just commenting on shitty headlines, and that's what I've been seeing a hell of a lot of. And that's why well, this is like one of the top trending like stories this week. Can you read the headline? Sure. Um, this is so, the one from Young Cons. Uh, baby is born with Down syndrome. Mother immediately abandons him. Father speaks out. You can already, I mean, it sets the tone, and you know you're at Young Cons. Defo. <laughs> There's very, in this what? entire article, while I was reading it, there were a lot of things that are omitted. <laughs> 
And there's a lot of interesting... Um, I'm not even cer- sure... There's a certain type of conservative values that this is geared toward. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's what makes it sick and disgusting and weird. Yeah. And I, I oddly just, judgmental for the lady. Absolutely. And we'll get into it in a second. But again, like, just on the face of this, like, knowing nothing before you're reading this, like, I was already going in, like, um... Like, because it's all about this, like, oh, this father, this is a great guy. He's such a great guy. And all the comments I'm seeing, oh, this guy's great. I can't believe this woman would abandon her child. It's so fucked up. Your child's the most important thing. Like, listen, that's just, like, like Down syndrome, that's, like, seriously, like, like that's super fucking serious. And, like, if you aren't ready and willing and equipped to deal with that, like, you, like, you shouldn't. It's not good for anyone that, like, like, no, you, you can't, you can't, you don't, you're not necessarily going to be able to handle that just because, oh, you're a good mom and you care about your kid. That ain't enough. Like, having a kid is already, like, such an insane responsibility. But then, like, this, like, that's that's so much more. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, If I could just read the first, the opening, I guess, paragraph of this article, Brad. Sure. Uh, Samuel Forrest is a good guy who married a good girl. Scratch that. A sad excuse of a woman. Gross. He was blessed, praise him, with a beautiful baby who had Down syndrome. His wife literally responds in the worst way imaginable. Ugh. Okay. Worst. All right, and then it goes, and then it quotes, um, that's that guy, this is the person that's running for Young Cons, and then it goes on to IBC News. When I walked into the room, they all turned to me and said, Leo has Down syndrome, he told ABC News. I had a few moments of shock. After the news had sunk in, Forrest held Leo for a very for the very first time. They took me in to see him, and I looked at this guy, and I said, He's beautiful, he's perfect, and I'm absolutely keeping him. Soon, Forrest walked into his wife's hospital room with Leo in his arms. Her reaction was unlike one he ever expected. I got the ultimatum right then. He said, She told me if I kept him, then we would, ha- then we would get a divorce. Hmm. Tough ultimatums from the sorry excuse for a human. I... Like, again, like, the harsh decision, but, like, I, I give this woman all the credit in the world. Um, and, again, we're at this point, we're still just responding to this story that's in front of us. Um, for when being you able- find out the whole story, it's a little... Yeah, but okay, we're not, not a little. I, it's, yeah, but we're not we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I, I was gonna say Hold at up. this point, I'm still with her 100 percent because like she's not fucking around. Like I also yeah, I, I admire her for that. She's like, look, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, we got to do this right. Yeah. If we're keeping them, you're gonna do it on your own. If you keep them though, I'm out because that's as easy as it is yeah. because there's no other thing that could influence her wanting to get a divorce from this fellow besides their down syndrome baby but okay um well, i also think it's weird that he said that when they handed the baby to him and he held it he was like uh he said oh god this baby's beautiful i'm definitely keeping him like the concept of them just destroying the baby was immediate even right. then like, that was like, it was already been discussed like the, around the table yeah, yeah. there's a that lot was a huge of red flag for me yeah, there's a lot of things in what he says he said that make yeah. you think, well, we're not getting the whole story here, buddy. Yeah. What do um, you do, Brad? Well, I know what you do, of course. Get rid of it. <laughs> I, well, I just, like, I, like, I'm sorry, but, like, listen, there are people that, like, you know, do that and deal with that, and, like, great for them if that's what they want to do, but, like, I couldn't. Like, absolutely couldn't not. I, that's, I, I don't, like, the quality of life, like, I think I would, I would be just so depressed, like, 
I mean, of course, like, you can you can love a person with Down syndrome. I'm not saying that's impossible. Of course it is. Like, I grew up, like, I had, like... like I'm I love that Brad volunteers that. Okay, like, now, look, I know it sounds like I may not think you can love a person with Down syndrome, but you can. You can. But, like, you no, can. because I had, like, um, I had, like, a cousin, like, growing up that, like, um, it was Down syndrome. He was, like, he was, like, 60. And, like, I remember, um, it was my, um, uh, my grandmother's, uh, um... My grandmother's sister-in-law, like, it was, like, her brother. And, like, I remember, like, when we would, like, you know, we would go over to the house and stuff, I remember, like, playing with James. Be- like, and, you know, he had, like, I he, I think he, he was, like, uh, mentally, I think, at around the age of, like, a 10-year-old. So, I mean, you know, there was a lot of, of course, a lot of things he could do. Of course, you know, I like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, fuck people with Down syndrome, obliterate them. Uh, but it is a quality of life that, like... I, like, you have to be a certain person to deal with that. Like, truth. I, I would be so depressed just thinking about this person, like, does not have a quality of life that I, I would constantly be like, so, this is horrific. I could not. I could not look past that for them. And I just want to go into some personal stories here. Um, All right. As a jumping off before we get into, like, some more on the actual story. Um, we had a friend of the family that they had had a friend of theirs died giving birth to a child with cerebral palsy. Whoa. Yeah, and, had and like, they knew that they were probably going to die giving birth to the child. And, like, it was, like, a single woman, and, like, they made arrangements for them to adopt the kid because there was no family. Like, these people, they were amazing. And, like, to, uh, to know, like, yeah, my friend's probably going to die, and I'm going to adopt my friend's kid with cerebral palsy. That's fucking amazing. Wow. <laughs> like, that a person would do that. You know, they were great people. Like, one of them, um, he was a nurse, and I think she worked, like, in the school system. Like, they didn't have, like, tons of money. And they were taking this on. Fucking the most amazing people in the world. Like, it destroyed them. It destroyed them. Really? Like, yeah. Because, I mean, it's, like, it's, uh, you can't, there's no way you can, like, imagine, like, you know, a special needs child. Like, how much that, like, you know, effort and work that takes. And, like, they ended up, like, I mean, I think, I think, um, the the kid, um, I think she actually um, died when she was, like, 14 from complications. But, like, by that time, like, I think they, they, they had had, they had divorced, like, probably, like, five years before that because, like, it just, like, fucking destroyed them. Like, you have because to, it's so much. It has to become your life. That's yeah. all you have at that point. And that's yeah. difficult. I mean, a lot of people have problems with having children because children become your life. Right. Um, so to have children become your life and then also for their, I guess, disability to become your life, that's yeah. double dukes. And that's... Few like, people. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone actually knows what that's like. How can you talk to someone and figure that out before and make that choice? Exactly. So it's a hard. Cho- it's definitely a hard choice to make, and I applaud those people for trying yeah. if they wanted to. Absolutely. And like I, sure. again, I'm just saying this as background to know that I am not going into this with a cavalier oh, no. <laughs> a manner. Like they're like if you could like and these people like they were amazing and they worked like you know so hard and they were, they already had like a son that was like um I think he was like probably like maybe three years younger than me um. Hmm. And uh, I think uh, they got Hannah when she, and when he was probably, I don't know, he must have been like eight or something. So they have an eight-year-old, and then they have like a child with cerebral palsy, like that they're taking care of, and like it was like it's just like it blows my mind the idea of that now as an adult thinking about that. Like, there's a lot and of to things. not to not like. Go ahead. I mean, again, like greatest people, like, and they were like. 
you know, they were awesome people and they did so much for her. And like, like this eight year old kid that all of a sudden has a sister with all these issues, like he was fucking amazing because like, he was also like so protective of her and like, you know, like, you know, like went out of his way to like, you know, take care of her. And like, you know, I, again, like they are probably, they, they are all probably better and worse people because of this. <laughs> it's like, I mean, those I, are the harsh realities of something but like, like this. It's easy for a conservative piece realities. like this to be like, look, of course the choices keep the child, um, without yeah. really dealing with any of the, the gray area, or even the dark area, I would say, in this. Yeah. Like, there's it's there's such... this, And that's why this pisses me off so much, because there's just such, like, a a, a knee-jerk, oh, well, this woman's terrible. Like, oh, you're you're a mother. You're, you, you should all be about, like, taking care of a kid, no matter what. It's like... Fuck you! You have no idea what you're asking of a person. No idea. Um, and so this article goes on, and it's, you know, it's this guy, he's, you know, the father is, like, you know, he's in all these reports, and, like, he started, like, um, a GoFundMe thing to raise money for the kid. Um, he wants to take it back to New Zealand, where he thinks he'll have a better quality of life, which, okay. Um, also, again, flags, like, so where is this taking place? Because it doesn't seem to it say It makes it sound article. like it's taking place in the States, according to the Young Conservatives, which I right. thought was very weird. Um, I have a question really quick about, um, I guess, your cousin, right? Or your adopted cousin? The one that died from cerebral palsy? Uh, oh, not, not related. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood yeah. that. Um, did the mother know that the child was going to have cerebral palsy well in advance? Or was it something that happened that they weren't able to really detect until much later in the pregnancy? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of the details because, again, I was, you know, I was probably, you know, 10 at the time. Um, I, I think they knew there was something wrong, and there was there was a chance that, and I think they knew that the mother wasn't going to make it through, um, that likely wasn't going to make it through giving birth. I, I don't know all the specifics of that. Um, I just know that fucking, like, to have, like, some friends, like, be willing to adopt, oh, yeah. like, this child, like, oh, it's, like, amazing. Again, most amazing people, and being the most amazing people, and again, for so long, like, being so amazing at, like, taking care of this kid that had these issues, um, that wasn't enough. <laughs> That's not enough. Oh, man. So go ahead. So yeah. you mentioned the GoFundMe campaign. He's raised over 300, was it $50,000? Maybe 3040 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, great. Like, again, this kid, you know, it's going to need help. Like, this guy wants to raise his kid. Cool. Um, I just don't like the f- like throwing this woman oh, yeah, on the bus for making what I consider to be a perfectly reasonable, you know, Even if that thing. was a surprise to them completely. Born, oh, wait, we just discovered now that you're giving birth to it, your child has cerebral palsy. Yeah, if you live in a place where the tech doesn't exist to figure that out in the forehand, then you're right. Her reaction's totally normal and even fine i mean it's like yeah this is a tough road and maybe she yeah. realizes that more realizes it more than him right so then there's this other article um and this is um this is an article um i put my baby's best interest first mother accused of abandoning her down syndrome son because she was ashamed hits back at her husband's claims i, I would also like to say clarify this she did divorce him like within a week of them leaving the hospital yeah. she'd already filed for a divorce and the husband was like look i didn't even get a chance to talk to her about it she just did it yeah um uh, according to this article bullshit which like you know i can understand like you're trying to raise money for this kid like it's gonna have these issues um you're trying to get to new zealand from uh, um from Ar- um, an Armenian hospital, so by the way, place in it Arme- says here. Ar- um, Armenia? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, I'll just yeah, read the beginning of this article. Uh, the woman accused of abandoning her Down syndrome son has hit back at her husband's claims and said she had to make a ruthless decision in the best interest of the child. Uh, she gave birth to the baby on January 21st in an Armenian hospital, but within hours, she had allegedly filed for divorce from her husband after he refused to give up on their child. She became a hate figure around the world after Sam claimed his wife of 18 months handed him an ultimatum, her or her newborn son. But an angry um, Ruzan uh, now had disputed his version of events and said that the couple had agreed that the baby would have a better quality of life if raised in his father's native New Zealand. The first thing that came to my mind after the diagnosis was that I don't want my child to live in a country where certain stereotypes dominate the lives of people with Down syndrome and no opportunities at all. I want him to be involved and well-received in society, an integration that requires years and years for our society to adjust to. Everyone in our family realized that the baby's interest should be placed first, and only his move to another country could remedy this situation, something that Sam himself also accepted. Hmm. Like, so, like, this fucking bullshit, I, like, I just, hmm. Like, I know this dude's trying to raise money for his kid, but, like... And I don't like. And I guess he. I don't. I don't know how much of it he's spinning to make a good story, so he can make a bunch of money, um, off of this. But like, I. I like. What the fuck is going on here? Like, even maybe. Maybe she's exaggerating a little bit. But I don't think she is because like, it, like it's just. It's insane. Yeah, that's kind of weird. What happened? They did get divorced though, correct? They yes, they did get divorced. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. I do know this: this fucking all this shit on Facebook and all these damn articles about it are psychotic. And all the people like calling her a monster, like, it does not fucking make any sense. It doesn't, dude. It's, but it it like it's it just make, it's the worst of humanity. These fucking people that have got to chime in on this, like, oh, she's terrible. Like, first, so all right, they're in a country where this kid's gonna have a terrible like. A terrible quality of life. So, what the? Why? Why are? Why are people spinning it so that they they obscure the fact of where it's taking place? Why are they calling for fucking calling her a monster and calling her the worst human being? And then like it's just it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up because even even if this was like the worst case scenario and she was like yeah I can't do this I don't want this kid I'm getting a divorce perfectly reasonable thing. If it was a man that was like, yeah, I can't handle this. I'm not, I'm, I'm abandoning you, mother and child. It would be See, every day. And that's one of the first things my girlfriend said when I sent her the article or when we read it together. She said, um, this happens every day to women all the time. And yeah. your child doesn't even have Down syndrome. Yeah. The dad's just, I'm out. It's, it's a story that is obviously crafted um, to raise money, I guess, but it also hits at the base of conservatives. It's like, oh, pro-life. Um, yeah, of course they should keep the baby. Regardless, they were blessed with it. Um, also gave this dude money, and it worked. I mean, he's got three hundred forty thousand dollars up, up to up to over four hundred thousand uh, by the time the other article came out. Who knows what yeah. it's at by now? And I mean, as far as like a good I move mean, for her and her child, and being like, all right, look, we got a divorce. I don't want to be a part of this. It makes more sense for the child to go to. New Zealand other than uh, Armenia because obviously it's got a better chance of fitting into society. Go. Yeah. She got what she needed because that kid now has a dad worth upwards of $400,000. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird. So There's I, a lot of I weirdness just, like, to this. I, like, I hate when there are stories like this that take it. Okay, I don't want to say take advantage of people with their money because obviously, I guess, if people want to throw money to these mm-hmm. people because obviously a dad's on his own with Down syndrome, sure, whatever, who cares? But the fact that yeah. it's spent I mean, to throw this like, woman under the bus, and even in this article that Brad yeah. showed for the young cons, um, they go out of their way. They don't say, like, like in the beginning when they talked about he married a good girl, and they said, scratch that. Well, sir, excuse for a woman. Not a person, a it's, woman. Oh, it's so loaded. I just, it's so, like, again, like, if you want to help, like, a, a guy that's, like, raising a kid with Down syndrome, you want to donate money to that? Sure, absolutely. That kid's going to yeah. need a lot of help. That dude, like, it's going to be difficult if you could make it easier financially. Absolutely, sure. But, like, I, it's just, why does it have to go to that horrible, horrific place of trying to, like, throw this woman under a bus? Like, because, again, like, if, if, if the genders were reversed, this would not be a fucking story not. at all. I mean, we know that. We know that. Oh. And, and like, all the people on Facebook just love, just love, like, getting getting in on it. I think it's also, I mean, obviously, because conservatives, not having a woman take care of all your household things is the worst. You can't do that. A woman's taking care of the kid. So for a conservative dude to be on his own, they're like, no, that's impossible. He can't do that. Especially with Down syndrome, oh no. I just hate that conservative angle on oh. it. Fuck those people. And fuck these young conservatives, the stories yeah. they tell, Brad. Well, Alex, um, maybe we could check in. I got another thing from young conservatives right. here. Um, hey, Alex, do you know what the difference is between high school in 1970 and 2015 I can is? I imagine a lot. Quite a lot. Uh, oh, well, let me just give you a couple. Uh, uh, this guy really nails it, according to uh, the people at Young Conservatives. Here's scenario one, Alex. Jack goes quail hunting before school and then pulls into the school parking lot with his shotgun in the truck's gun rack. Hold up. People still go quail hunting? High school students go quail hunting before school? Yeah, um, I'm going to say, um, don't murder animals for fun. (laughs) Regardless of what Uh, era you reside in, please don't. Because you're a fucked up person, like, if you murder things for fun. Um, but in the 1970s, the vice principal comes over, looks at Jack's shotgun, goes to his car, and gets his shotgun to show Jack. To show Jack what? Does he? It ends in an ellipses, like... His shotgun. <laughs> to show Jack mm. what's up. <laughs> to show Jack how to kill a small, defenseless creature. What? Goodbye, Jack. <laughs> in 2015... No pass. School goes into lockdown. In 2015, school goes into lockdown. FBI called. Jack hauled off to jail and never sees his truck or gun again. Counselors called in for traumatized students and teachers. I love it. That's the, that's the worst thing that could happen to Jack. I'm never going to see my gun or truck again. No. It's better than getting killed by your oh, vice my... principal, dude. <laughs> Welcome to 2015. Yeah. That's not going to happen because Jack doesn't have the gun on him. Like, Jack would be expelled because you can't bring a gun to school, um, you crazy You have a fuck. gun rack in your truck. That ain't cool. True. Yeah. Why you do you have a gun, gun rack first in of all, your, your car? Kid. That is weird. I don't care if you're a hunter. You don't I need don't. to have a gun on your... Are you going to just be riding through the forest in your Jeep and suddenly, oh, fuck, there's a deer, and then get out? A deer's going to be running. It's, gonna, it's not going to be within a mile of your truck. Why you gotta? Yeah. Why do you need a gun rack? You don't. It's so and, fucking stupid. Scenario right. two, Alex. All let's right. see if you can figure this one out. Johnny and Mark get into a fist fight after school. What's gonna happen in 1970, Alex? They what do you think is gonna detention? happen? 
Um, and that teacher has to keep them separated, but it's 1970. They're going to be gentlemen about it. I think that would happen in 2015, right? I guess it depends on what's up. What did these kids do? Alex, Alex, Alex. In the 19 in 1970, crowd gathers, Mark wins, Johnny and Mark shake hands and end up buddies. <laughs> what? Do they? Did they get into like an old time fist fight? Like what is this like uh, um you're putting a lot yeah. onto this. Like the idea, like, this old-timey bullshit, like, oh, yeah, we used to get into a fight, then we'd laugh it off, and we'd be best no, friends. Didn't. Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, you'd you'd hit each other, like, and until you couldn't hit each other anymore, and then, like, you'd still be bitter about it forever. Because guess what? Like, that's reality. That's what happens. No one's shaking hands and becoming buddies. You know our misunderstanding? We, we've come to agreement on it. Of course, I guess in the 70s... Or one of you yeah. guys. Well, it's different. Like, what were the arguments? Okay, okay, obviously, I'm buying into this conservative's bullshit. It wasn't different. <laughs> what was the fight about? You looked at my girl across the, in, yeah. in the cafeteria? How dare you? Good sir, I challenge you to a fist fight. Put your dukes up, will you? No, it's just like, hey, it's, talking about 1970. hey, I gave like, you money you for that about? Coke that you wanted, and you haven't given me the Coke. Where the fuck's my Coke? I mean, it, it's that kind yeah. of stuff. Look, you stiffed me again. Yeah, 2015. 2015, Fuck Alex. You. I'm gonna put him up. Yeah. What do you think happens in 2015? 2015? Uh, they are immediately stopped and they go to detention. Ah. Uh, That's mm, what happened nope. in our school. Police call. Police call and SWAT team arrives. <laughs> they arrest fight? both Johnny and Mark. They arrest both Johnny and Mark. They are both charged with assault and both expelled, even though Johnny no, started it. We didn't know Johnny started it until now. We didn't realize that Johnny was a troublemaker until now, in the future. In the 70s, they were just two kids fighting. They were best friends. They grew up next to each other. They were neighbors. I mean, Johnny went on to... Like, police called and SWAT team... SWAT team arrives. Are they fighting with guns? Do they? Do the SWAT team arrives? Is the whole cafeteria dead and these two kids are just gunslinging it? Are... Are they fighting with their gun racks? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no. No, no, no. This bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Scenario three, Alex, yeah. you ready for this? Ready to step into yeah. this time tunnel? I love this, by the way. quantum leap accelerator? We a game called Time Tunnel where we just try to figure out what conservatives would love <laughs> to have happened back in the, <laughs> the old times in 19-fucking-70. Oh, all right, scenario three. Jeffrey will not be still in class. He di- he disrupts Why? other students. What's gonna ha- What's gonna happen in 1970, Alex? Mm, he'll probably get spanked. He'll get spanked, and he'll be sent to the principal's <laughs> office. He'll get a dunce cap on his head. He'll be a social pariah. <laughs> it means the 70s. They were hard from kids. Um, Jeffrey sent to the principal's office and giving a good shouting by the principal. He then returns to class, sits still, and does not disrupt nope, class again. it's not going to happen. I, he won't be still in class. Like, that's, like, what do you mean he won't be still in class? That there's sounds like there's a problem. Yelling can solve it. In the yeah. 70s, yelling solved everything, Brad. Uh, 2015, what's going to happen, Alex? Um, if he can't stay still in class, they'll probably diagnose him with some sort of, like, hyperactive disorder or something. Or they'll figure out why he is mm-hmm. hyperactive, and then they'll do something to stop it. Like, but I mean, in a logical way. Obviously, they're not going to let him disrupt class. Maybe they'll put well, him in a special class. Well, you were, you were close until you hit that logical part, uh, because Jeffrey is given huge doses of Ritalin. <laughs> he becomes a zombie. Wait a minute. He becomes. Is that what happens when you take a lot of Ritalin? That's what, the zombie apocalypse. Yep. He becomes a zombie. He is then tested Wait, for eight. After he's been given so he's a given, bottle he, of Ritalin, he's giving. 
Yeah, he's given huge doses of Ritalin. He becomes a zombie. He is then tested for ADD ellipses. <laughs> the school gets extra money from the state because Jeffrey has a disability. Every time I see ellipses in this dude's um, amusings, <laughs> I just assume something bad's happening. Like for him, the test for ADD is like something you do uh, not want. It's like the old principal shotgun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What the, the fuck? The school gets extra no, money from the state because Jeffrey has a disability? Is that, is that a, thing? a thing? What are they going to do with that money? Schools are horribly underfunded as it is. Like, I, if that was... If if this is what happened, if you got more money because a student had ADD and the numbers of students with ADD are up, um, then there wouldn't be a problem with schools not having yeah. enough money, would there? there tons of it. If, uh, if this crazy scenario that this guy's... I thought the problem real. with schools was the fact that they got funding based on their performance on stupid standardized tests, not that their students yeah. had mental dis- like disabilities. This is a weird 2015 this guy lives in. Scenario four, Alex. Billy breaks a window in his neighbor's car, and his dad gives <laughs> screams at what him. What does that mean? He gives screams at him? He gives... Here you go, son. What's this? <laughs> Um, what's going to happen in 1970 after he gets these screams? Um, he'll probably run upstairs and hide, and then he'll fight whoever's like trying to kill him. Because I'm take I'm interpreting screams as in the movie Scream, like a serial killer. His dad uh-huh. <laughs> unleashes a serial killer on him. Well, Alex, you couldn't be uh, more wrong because in 1970, Billy is more careful next time. Next time, what? What? What is the scenario where he broke the car? What do you? He throw? He'll be he, more careful throwing rocks break at into cars? the car, like. What happened? I don't know. Billy is more careful next time, grows up normal, goes to college and becomes a successful <laughs> businessman. What do you mean he grows up normal? There was a risk that he wouldn't? Grows up normal. Look, Brad, I don't the first know. time a kid breaks a window with a rock, whether it be an automobile or a house, that's a, that's, that's a, that can be a turning point. You can, you can either be normal or not normal ever again. It depends on how your parents handle it. Well, Alex, how do you think they handled it in 2015? Um, I would hope that the parents would... First off, there was no mention of trying to replace this window. That's someone else's property. You gotta, you've gotta, you got to be like, look, kid, we got to go see what's up with this. Sorry, my kid broke your window. I'll pay to get it fixed because I'm an upstanding human being. If not, I would still have the kid go apologize and be like, look, we're poor. We're all poor in this neighborhood. I'm sorry. Um, but then you tell your kid, you can't do that. Why are you doing this? Stop. Well, they've, they've already given screams at him, Alex. You've already given screams. Oh, so this is post-screams um, after scenario. you've yelled at him. Yeah, this All is right, post-screams. All right, you get a suitcase, <laughs> you fill the tank up with gas, and you get out of town. Oh, That's Alex, more of a 70s thing. What happens, in 2015, what happens in 2015 is Billy's dad is arrested for child abuse. I don't know abuse. what the fuck screams are. <laughs> for all I know, that is child um, abuse. Billy, Billy is removed to foster care and joins a gang. The state psychologist is told by Billy's sister that she remembers being abused herself. The state single and their dad psychologist. goes to prison. The state yeah. psychologist. And their dad goes and their dad goes to prison. Two dot ellipses. Billy's mom has an affair with a psychologist. Because <laughs> the mom was in on it. Mom threw the rock. It's a classic Why did he go to foster care if he's got his mom's? That's a good question. He's now shacking up with the psychologist. Um, this is a, a I, I kind of applaud Billy's mom in the fact that she's pulling like straight up um, uh, House of Cards stuff. Hey, Billy. Like, she's in prison visiting the dad. Hey, I threw the rock. What? <laughs> I broke the window. 
<laughs> no, I'm fucking What's the up, gone state girl? psychologist. <laughs> Excuse what? Yeah, the, the it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's there's a story in that one. Because why wouldn't his yeah, mom get custody of Billy? That's so weird. It, why? Like, so wait, wait, the kid breaks a window, the dad yells at him, and then all this shit happens because... No. No. No, no, no. Like, what is this? Conservatives are so insane. Like, wh- where do you get this shit from? Like, it's so far removed from The reality. scenarios get better, by the way. There, there's one that's coming up that is straight up racist. <laughs> but please, let's continue down. Yeah. I like this game. All right. All right. Scenario five, Alex. Mark gets a headache and takes some aspirin Perfectly to school. normal. 1970. What's going to happen? He takes the aspirin and no one thinks twice about it? Well, close. Mark shares his aspirin with the principal out Why of the Why is the principal dock. hanging out with these kids and showing them guns and smoking with them? Because in 1970, we didn't have Chris Anson oh, he's also because he's the cool principal. Yeah, I'll show you my shotgun, like, ellipses. I'll smoke with you out back and share also, your aspirin. Yeah. You know what I could really use today? I got a headache. Do you have any aspirin on you, kid? Actually, I do, principal. Thanks, Mark. Cool, 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 cool. Now why don't you drink this and take off your pants? Principal, what? And if you tell anybody about this... Oh, I swear. What happened? I swear, I will, I will... I will kill your mom. I will kill your mom. You know what that whore's been doing with the state psychologist? Uh, uh, 2015, what happens, Brad? Because I really have no idea. I'm assuming it's still cool. Like, I know you're not supposed to bring pills to school because you need to go to, like, the nurse's office or whatever. But I brought, I mean, let's just be cool about it. You can tell if something's aspirin and if something's ecstasy. I mean, it's not... I mean, first of all, you're also also assuming that in each one of these scenarios, these kids are so dumb they're not cloaking yeah. shit out. Like, yeah, if you're going to bring some aspirin to school, just, like, sneak it in and, like, take it, like, carefully. Like, don't get caught with, like, pills, obviously. And if you do, it's like, all right, well, these are just aspirin. And then they can check them if they want to. And So these you know, kids whatever. got caught slipping is what you're um, saying. They slipped up on their game. Right. Like, these are shitty kids. Um, so 2015, Alex, the police are called, and Mark is expelled from school for drug violations. His car is then searched for drugs and weapons. First of all, um... Okay. I don't. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Um, I don't know if the police need to be called, but if you do, if you're not sure that it's aspirin, maybe. Honestly, like I feel like most principals and teachers would be like, "All right, just give these to me. Turn them over to me. I, it may be aspirin, but you can't have it here. I'm Even gonna throw it away." Even if it's escalated to like the principal, which goodness, please heaven. I mean, for. I mean, the principal's gonna be like, "This is aspirin, dude. Don't be an idiot. Don't bring pills to school." And maybe on the fifth violation, yeah. they'll be like, well, maybe this is an aspirin. <laughs> right. Come on. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, th- this all, like, this is just assuming, like, all the the dumbest Do worst kids need aspirin? Kids don't and have headaches like this. Adults need aspirin. When I, you get older is when you start getting your pill I mean, addiction as an adult. I mean, I definitely had headaches as a kid. Well, I mean, I mean, like, obviously migraines but, and stuff. I had a headache through for, like, a month in eighth grade and you know, thought the worst, Whoa. but at the same time, it went away. I'm fine. I'm fine. But also, like, what is this? Um, he's okay. Expelled from school for drug? No. Um, but then his car is then searched for drugs and weapons. What's Dude, wrong conservatives with that? Do like, not like car their property for drugs searched and by authorities. It's what I'm gleaning from this. I mean, well, uh, they they don't mind. It. They're fine with it if it's like black people like getting searched for any reason whatsoever. It's just uh, when it's a white kid with uh, aspirin that they don't like it. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously the racial thing with a lot of traditionally conservatives, especially white conservatives, become, plays a huge part. The next scenario, Brad, would you like to 
to read that one? Oh, scenario six. Pedro fails. Hi- Pedro, by the way, Pedro fails high school. Definitely English. departure from the Marks, Alex, Billies, Jimmies. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in 1970 to Pedro? He fails high school English. Well, assuming he's not a senior, he I mean, and he doesn't get held back because you can't fail any of your high school classes. Um, or unless he goes to summer school, I guess. I mean, there would be ways for him to take the class again, oh. right? Oh, Alex, uh, quite correct. Pedro goes to summer school, passes English, and goes to college. Oh, he goes straight to college because he passed English. Yeah, apparently you only have one class of English in the 1970s. The education system was horrific. Uh. Um, so I, and also, like, I love it's, like, English. Like, because, like, like, English class, it's not, like, speaking no. English. Which is, like, the the hidden uh, assumption in this because he's Pedro and he can't speak English. English... Like, so you just have one... In high school, yeah. even back then, was like composition, right? And rhetoric. I mean, you just had to write things, which, yeah. you know what? It's Maybe literature we should and, fail yeah. a lot of kids and keep them in high school if they can't write proper sentences and construct their thoughts and words. Because yeah. there's a lot of adults I know that can't do that. Where was their summer yeah. school in the 70s? Like the <laughs> or the 80s? The, the not-so-hidden implication in this is that Pedro failed English because he doesn't speak the language. And you're right. It's the wrong well. class. He's, he, um, he Look, he aced like, English it, like language class. He aced it. He can speak it. He just doesn't like, know how to write sentences, And that's the thing. Brad. It doesn't like it doesn't say anything about other classes. Like if he shouldn't be able to pass any of his classes if he has actual trouble with the language, um, which is clearly what they're aiming at. Even though they just say English, but this is the most convoluted. Uh, one. What happens in twenty fifteen? Um, I guess the teacher takes extra care to make sure that he passes, assuming everything's all right. And if not, he just gets held back, or he goes to a summer program, or maybe an after-school program, which I guess would also happen in the 70s. Like, I don't understand the problem here. (laughs) Alex, Alex, oh, you've been out of high school for too long, my friend. Uh, Because in 2015, Pedro's cause is taken up by by state newspaper articles up it, oh my god, this is terrible. This, this dude should fail English. Pedro's cause is taken up by state. <laughs> Newspaper articles appear nationally explaining that teaching English as a requirement for graduation is racist. Two dot ellipses. ACLU files class action lawsuit against the state school system and Pedro's English teacher. Two dot ellipses. In- uh, like, how can you be fucking up this, this one, Seriously. by the way? How is, like... You're writing this so crap. Oh, whatever. Two dot ellipses. ACLU files class action lawsuit against the state's school system and Pedro's English teacher. Two dot ellipses. English is then banned from core curriculum. <laughs> Two dot ellipses. Pedro is given his diploma anyway, but ends up mowing lawns for a living because he cannot Holy speak English. Holy fuck, that's racist on so many levels. That's that's so racist and so stupid and so pulled out of your fucking psycho ass. And that's when you realize, if you haven't already, that the person writing this is fucking nuts. <laughs> and probably um, should uh, sue the state for um, passing them an English class. Um, and should be probably be mowing a yard because you can't have a two-dot ellipses. Um, and, like, it, Pedro's cause is taken up by state. What does that mean? If you mean the state, um, maybe capitalize the word state. Also, use the word of thee. Like, you got This is... You can't. On If you're going to be this racist, you at least have to be able to write English yourself. Uh, like, I'm going to... That's my also demand. Also, write a more compelling narrative. In 2015, Pedro fails English. 
uh, what actually happens is Pedro plan Pedro's plan worked and he gets his cute neighbor to tutor him in English all summer. And then they hook up and they have a romance. And then he passes at summer school because it's like, duh, I know how to do this. Now I've got, I mean, I've got grammar nice. on lock. Hold up, I gotta text somebody real quick. Oh. Just hang up, this is my principal. We're gonna meet up after school. <laughs> He's gonna give me some he special He forgot his aspirin. I, I carry it around with me all the time, it's cool. He's really oh, good boy. at quail hunting. Uh, scenario, scenario seven, Alex. Johnny takes apart leftover firecrackers from the 4th of July, puts them in a model airplane paint bottle, and blows up a red ant bed. <laughs> Wolven times. The wolves are upon us. This Johnny takes. Okay, first off, Johnny Johnny needs to chill. Johnny might be a, an aspiring Seriously. terrorist in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in 1970? I think... I hope an adult figures it out and is like, why did you do that? If Johnny said, look, I didn't mean to, I didn't realize I'd be killing ants, I thought I'd be taking ants to the moon, and he seriously means it because Johnny doesn't understand physics or how rockets work or how ants work or anything works, okay. But there needs to be follow-up because a kid shouldn't just be able to make explosions out of fireworks. That's not safe. So Alex, hopefully adults would step in, in and help. In 1970, in the 1970, ants <laughs> die. What? That's it? That's that's it. That's it. Uh, what about 2015, Alex? Everything I'd mentioned before. Uh, well, you're wrong. ATF, Homeland Security, and the FBI are called. Johnny is charged with domestic terrorism, two dot ellipses. The FBI investigates his parents, and all siblings are removed from their home, and all computers are confiscated. Johnny's dad is placed on a terror watch list and is never allowed to fly again. <laughs> No. no. I think you're wrong, no. sir. That would not happen. Like, white white Christians like blow, can blow up a mosque in the United States, and they aren't put on the fucking... They aren't called domestic terrorists. Which is really a weird double so standard. So, I don't think... A, yeah, because they're straight-up domestic terrorists. Um, but, like, a kid playing with firecrackers blows up some ants. Nobody gives a fuck. Like... You should, like, step in and be like, hey, stop making bombs. Stop blowing things up. You could hurt yourself yeah. or someone else. Um, fuck ants. Like, feel free to kill them. They're monsters. Um, but nobody's, like, call- nobody's going on a terror watch list. You psycho. I mean, uh, there, there's lots of studies about how children who inflict, I guess, harm on animals from their own volition at a young age, definitely they will have problems getting older with violence and things like that. So that's, sure. yeah. I would say don't hurt any living sure. thing, but... I'd say kill all the insects. They're monsters. Um, Dude, I saw some insect monsters this weekend. I went to the zoo, and there was a whole bug, like, building. And it was it was, it was was fascinating. But, man, there are some weird-looking insects, and all of them are creepy. And I don't care what anyone says. Grasshoppers, they're monsters. Giant grasshoppers are scary as fuck. And seeing, like, large, dead, even dead tarantulas, nope, nope, oh, no thank you. No, no, they no, did have no, a really cool nope, leafcutter nope, nope. ant exhibit where they had this huge, like, um, let's look inside an ant colony, where the ants were, like, cool with it. Like, you could see all their eggs, their nesting patterns. There was, like, there had to be, I'm going to say, millions upon millions of ants. But they had, like, their own huge room <laughs> with their little, I can peer into an ant thing through, like, uh, having, I guess, a glass right up next to their hives. You could see kind of their tunnels. And they had a tunnel 
or a hole up in the top of their ceiling that went up to a plastic pipe, and they could travel around the entire building through these ant plastic tube highways to another section of the building where they had a giant, um, I, I guess another room, and in there were trees that the leafcutter ants went and got leaves from and just took them back to their hive, like their nest. It was actually pretty awesome. But beyond that, it was creepy as fuck. No, 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 no. Bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. Alex, we okay, have one last scenario to uh, look at through our scenario? time tunnels. Johnny falls while running during recess and scrapes his knee. He is found crying by his teacher, Mary. Mary hugs him to comfort him. What's going to happen in 1970? Well, there's no traveler? ellipses after she hugs him to comfort him, so I know there's nothing weird going on. This was a woman just be like, oh, I'm right. sorry, and she hugs him. I've done this before. There was a kid at summer camp um, who was sad because he wasn't in any of the pictures during the uh, summer camp, like the last summer camp night where they showed pictures of the entire week. He's like, my mom's going to be so disappointed in me. She's told me to get in all the pictures. And he was crying. I was like, oh, Blake, <laughs> that was his name. I was like, it's all right. And I hugged him because he was a little kid. I mean, he needed a hug. What would happen if you had done that in 1970, Alex? I'm going to say nothing, because nothing happens. It's a kid who needs emotion, and you're you're a caregiver at that point. Mm-hmm. Kids need that. I mean, be read the kid. All right. The kid's going to let you know if it wants you to hug it or not. Some kids like hugs, some don't. In 1970, in a short time, Johnny feels better and goes on playing. True, Correct. true. Correct. But Alex, what ha- what would happen now in 2015? This was a couple of years ago when you True. were in summer camp. But have things changed now that it's 2015 I- in this year of our in, Lord? Uh, four years or five years since then? I don't think much has changed. The kid, you know, eventually got over it and went going. I would say this, though, because of the photography at summer camp, it was super blurry. And the kid was in, like, five pictures but you couldn't tell because the fucking idiot who was using the digital camera didn't know how autofocus worked. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I could tell it was him because he was the only kid that had a mohawk at some camp. <laughs> nice. But he couldn't tell because of, you know, kids just don't tell. Right. Nothing would happen. It goes well, on. Well, Alex, 2015, uh, 2015, Mary slash Alex <laughs> is accused of being a sexual predator and loses her slash his, his volunteer job. job. <laughs> She slash you face three years in state prison. Johnny slash Blake undergoes five years of therapy. I was really hoping you'd slip up and say Johnny slash you. I mean, goes through therapy because I would need it after that. That's weird. Mm, Sorry. Sorry, Alex. You're under under arrest. arrest, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Jonathan, you got to come back from the boat. I'm sorry. The pleasure cruise is over. You got to step in. Sorry. I'm going to be gone for a while. Sorry. Oh. God, that's so it's like this is how they think and that's the weirdest part like, I mean you could say you can comfort yourself think these are a few people blah 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 these are the extremist people who are conservative but no this isn't this is just normal conservative thought yeah. and it's terrifying no yeah I've, I've got one last article from young conservatives I want to talk about um and this one it's it's A convicted child molester who recently won $3 million in the Florida State Lottery might have to kiss those millions bye-bye, as several of his victims have decided to hit this criminal where it hurts most, his wallet. So basically, there's a guy, He, uh, yeah, he's a convicted serial, um, 43-year-old who recently won Florida's $3 million scratch-off lottery, arrested in 2001 for molesting a boy in 1999 when he was 9 years old. 
Uh, now two brothers who allege that Paul, um, that Paul molested them in 96 have sued the lottery winner, claiming that he owes them for psychological damages. Um, he's uh, We're not attempting to get him any additional prison time, attorney uh, Mark Najame says. He has served his time to society, but he has not served his dues for the alleged massive damage caused to these children. This... I, this is kind of weird. I don't know about this. Like, this is where this whole, like, civil lawsuit yeah. stuff... It's just... It's kind of a mess. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because I'm like, yeah, of course, clearly, dude is the worst. But dude went to jail and did his time. True. Well, this is... I mean, this so, is crazy in a few ways. First off, in the state, which yeah. is Florida, by the way. Brad, you live there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Monsters Florida are eliminated a statute of limitations for victims of sexual battery younger than 16 in 2010, allowing victims to bring cases forward no matter how much time has passed. That makes right. sense Which, because, I mean, with yeah, the nature of sexual sure. abuse, a lot of people are like ashamed of that for some. I mean, I, I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. culture would dictate. That's what you, human nature right. dictates. They feel pressured, and it right. might take them 10 or even 20 years to come out and say that. So the question sure. then becomes, and I'm just asking this as a devil's advocate, Brad, I, I, I would say I agree with you in the fact that he was sentenced for child molestation, and he's obviously, they even admit from a legal standpoint, he's paid, he's paid his due on that. But right. I don't know. Part of me is like, these people came forward after the fact and were like, look, this guy abused me too, and he didn't serve for yeah, that that's time. The so... The question yeah, is, what was the original nature of the thing? Because it's for like, look, these are for all the people you molested. Did he admit to molesting these other children? And if not, well, then he lied on under oath on the... Well, that's yeah, a that's, there's that's a lot the of weird wanna, things here. If you want to prosecute... The problem, and again, I'm going back to like the way it's being commented on and the way I'm seeing this shit Which, posted on look, Facebook. And who knows what Young Cons is not telling us or is telling us because we don't even know. Exactly, Is this, exactly. Is this happening in Florida? <laughs> Um, my problem is like all the, there's so much like yeah fuck this guy he's he, this guy doesn't deserve this it's like taking it like he won the money so people yeah. are coming um you know to like punish him because he doesn't deserve it um and like if there are like the other charges of sexual abuse from other people those prosecute those but like I the way the way this reads it's like um there people are um prosecute are trying to go after him now now that he's won this lottery money as like comeuppance and like i don't i don't know the facts i don't i don't i'm not gonna fully research this i'm just going by the way it's being written about by young conservatives and uh, <laughs> because like okay on young conservatives it goes on and, and this guy goes on after the quote this guy is definitely getting what he deserves and i hope the victims are satisfied with how things turn out but the whole incident leaves one nagging question in my mind why isn't this man still in prison why are our laws on sex offenders so lenient a child molester is perpetual is a perpetual danger to the community he or she lives in because they will always commit the act again. That being said, why are their stints in prison so short? Poole shouldn't have won the lottery. Not not because there shouldn't should be a rule against sex offenders gambling, but because they shouldn't be let out of prison. Like, it's this it's this idea that like I mean, like, if 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 you're so sure that like this person that has done this absolutely horrific thing, like, cannot be reformed, if that's the case, then then we have to agree that it is a mental problem and not just a crime that's occurred. That this pro person, and I think it's probably the case that a lot of people that are like sex offenders and like pedophiles, like they're more, they are hugely psychologically mm -hmm. messed up and they need treatment. But the fact that we keep 
going after um, our justice system as punishment. Like, that's not what it's for. It's about reforming people. And if we've decided that this guy has, you know, done his time and, like, paid for his crimes, why we can't just be, like, forever hunting them afterwards. And, like, that mentality, that view of the justice system is what's so fucking fucked up about this country. It is weird, isn't it? I mean, and this... Like, I, because if... If he can't control himself and he's gonna he's gonna do this again, he shouldn't be out. Then he should be like, I. They need he needs psychological counseling. He needs to be in an institution getting help for that. I feel sorry for him if that's the case, because like if you're a person and then like you are just sexually attracted to children and abusing children, and like you can't control that, that is a horrific life. Like 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 that's fucked up. Like that would be horrific. If you if you got if you got a brain injury tomorrow and were suddenly and because I remember hearing oh, a story yeah. about this where um somebody like they had like a, a brain injury or like it was a tumor and they turned themselves in like hey I'm attracted to children like I'm going to like do something terrible help like, me that that help me like that's the most that's terrible and that's a mental problem that needs help and treatment not punishment. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, okay, on that front... Stop punishing you know, people! And that's a little different because that dude didn't do anything. But you're right. right. The fact that you want but to continually if, but punish if people... If we're gonna all, we can't I mean, yeah, but the fact, I mean, I'm with you, dude. You can't continually punish people for something they've already served time for. I mean, right. and in this story, it's it's kind of weird that they'd go after a dude now that he has money. And I don't... But because this is Young Conservatives, and I don't know the whole story because they obviously right. edit it. I don't know if this is something that these mm-hmm. people had intended to do, and he just happened to win the lottery, and they're like, well... Sure. I mean, and if there are more crimes, absolutely, go for him for more crimes. Yeah. I agree. I just don't like this oh. spin on it. Like, this, he shouldn't And everyone should this. take that from this. The spin on Young Conservatives is the worst on everything that we've read about them. And what I can only imagine yeah. we'll continue yeah. to read, because this is a goldmine for insanity, ladies and gentlemen. I, it I think- is. And this... These are also the comments that I keep seeing, like, on Facebook and shit. This is the commentary I keep hearing, and it's it's just fucked up. Like, there can't... Uh, dude, I'm going to tell you something that's probably going to blow... Not blow your mind, but make you upset. So, um... And this is this is only tangentially related, but it's, it's something that's going to make your blood boil. So, I was watching Bill Maher the other day, quite literally yesterday, and they, were, they had a whole panel on, and they started talking about genetically modified foods and they were talking about all oh, the studies blah 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 and yeah it's just not good it's just horrible blah 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 and one of the dudes said what are the studies that show that it's bad and the lady who had been so adamantly against them went oh my god like she put her hand to her head like how could he not know oh kids you just don't understand the studies uh, bitch, I would like to see those studies too because they don't exist. Yep. <laughs> Genetically modified food, the studies Agreed. show that your f- body digests them the same fucking way. It's the same fucking thing. It's different like, if you were going to inject cells into your body that were specifically engineered to go into your cells and change them. You're eating food. Your body can only break it down so many ways. <laughs> Are they genetically modifying yeah. these plants to have arsenic inside of them? <laughs> and you just don't know if you're going to have normal yeah. rice or arsenic rice? That's different. That's a weird GMO <sighs> food. But when they mean GMO, I mean genetically modified food, it's normally to make it better. <laughs> It's not. There yeah. are no studies and that say like it's the, bad for you. They say that it's okay to eat. It's completely long term studies. And most of the, most of the, most of the things that are referred to as genetically modified foods are like 
the there the area between like genetically modifying and like basic breeding of plants um that gray area is so overlapping that it's it is indefinably non-existent and it's when you really think about it a lot of our foods have been modified Bananas were yeah. unedible until uh, people, was it in India, decided oh, yeah. to cultivate them. Uh, fucking corn I just, was I, gross. Old school corn was unedible. It was disturbing to look at. Now we've got it. That's not normal. That was just a natural genetic modification. In a, I, know, I literally just posted, and you know I rarely do this, but I actually posted something on Facebook about this recently. Um, like, just showing, like like what these old foods looked like before we did anything with them and like how there was no fucking problem with that and like yeah it's so dumb speaking of which um like um Elyria asked a couple of questions I posted some good information to clear up any some confusion um all was well but then um old person we went to high school with Chris King uh made a statement that I don't really understand that Chris the history behind why those original species are still in existence is really interesting, too. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm pretty sure it's some religious weirdo stuff. I'm sure it is, because he's like a super Jizo and insane. But I don't know how to ask that without just saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about some dumb creation bullshit? Because I really want to know so I can make fun of it, but I don't want to ask the directly. The reason those plants have been called... Because humans wanted to eat some stuff? Alex, you should comment. Alex, please comment on my Facebook and just say, what do you Look, mean, Chris? I don't I don't get into the normal Facebook. I go to the Ramjack Facebook group, and that's pretty much it. I will like things outside of the Facebook group, but as far as commenting, I like to keep that I like to keep that close to the Ramjack guys, family. If somebody's listening and if somebody's listening and wants to see if this guy's crazy, would just one person, whoever gets there first, just um get on this little thing on my Facebook and just say, What do you mean, Chris? And let's see what he's gonna say because i don't understand what the fuck he's talking about but i got a sneaking suspicion baby jesus you mean the the reason people wanted to eat food (laughs) they decided this will be we could we could eat this eventually let's go for it oh like i feel like i mean who knows but i feel like there's some kirk cameron talk about to come out but who knows truth um i would not recommend anyone watch that um a Bill Maher show because his guests and the topics were insane. Started talking about anti-vaccination bullshit. Bill, fuck Bill Maher. There's a few times I've like, watched his show where I thought, okay, he's making some good points. But I mean, because everyone makes some good points sometimes, and sometimes his guests will be sure. on there, and it's, I mean, it's a good like roundtable discussion with random people. It can be fun. But he but also he's crazy. He also gets really racist Dude, about, especially about he Muslim gets weird shit. about some stuff. At one point, Jay Leno was on it. You know, Jay Leno. Um, and Jay Leno had, like, his hand on his, like, Bill Maher's shoulder as Bill Maher was closing the show, just kind of like, yeah, like, hugging him, and Bill Maher said, get off of me, faggot. You can't say that, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, you can't say that. Ugh. You can't say that. Ugh, worse. It took everything I had just to try to say, uh, to say that now, because it's gross. No one Ugh. wants to hear you say that. You can't say that. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, all worse, that aside, dude. sometimes his shows are interesting. But that one, dude, it was just insanity upon insanity. If you want, if you want to watch something that's just a train wreck, then yes, watch it. Um, but yeah, that's besides the point. These conservatives, man, we're gonna keep an eye on them. Though I, we are. Though I fear that if anyone ever listens to our show, who's a young conservative or conservative, might pit us as like the crotchety old men talking about conservatism, because the website's called Young Conservatives. We're like, oh, those youngins. And I don't want people to think that because obviously we're not like that. Listen to the show 
I mean, you've heard up to this point. Me and uh, Brad make valid points. Come on. It, how are we the crotchety old people? Dude, I don't <laughs> like, know. I feel, like the, I feel like young conservatives are crotchety yeah, old true. people. Quite true, I guess. Get them out of our country. Um, let's tell Pedro to let's learn. Let's get away from the conservatives, dude. Let's, Brad. Uh, let's let's get into larger news and stuff. Uh, let's get away from the conservatives and let's talk. Let's talk about Monopoly, the, the game? game Monopoly. All right, all right. It's got an anniversary edition coming out. It's the 80th anniversary of Monopoly, by the way. Cool. And cool. F- um, the people who are in charge of Monopoly. Is it Parker Brothers or Mattel? Who makes Monopoly? We'll figure that out in a moment. It's it's Hasbro. It's Hasbro. Of course it's Hasbro. Um, it's Hasbro. So they've been listening to... They sent out, I guess, a poll or some sort of like survey to the people of France that like Monopoly and said, Hey guys, what do you want to see in the anniversary edition of Monopoly? This is the 80th anniversary. We want to... No holds barred. What do you want to see? And the, and the most... The highest answer they got, or the re- the repeat answer they got more than anything else, was, uh, "I want to play with real money. <laughs> Give me some real money." Hasbro said, "Okay." There are thirty thousand anniversary editions in the state, uh, the state, the f- the country of France, and eighty of those have the fake money replaced with real money in the same monetary amount as it would be in the game. Wow. Yup. For those who aren't sure, the real money would total about 20, 23,348 American dollars. If you're taking your wow. investment, let's say it's a, um, I'm not sure what that would be. I, uh, the anniversary edition, let's just say, might be $100. You could turn that to $23,348. Here's the thing. So 80 out of 80 out of 30,000 of them yep. have it? 80 out of 30,000 30, have it. Here's the thing. The ones that have the real money in it because it's real money and not the play money are slightly thicker, but very so slightly. You've got, a, you've got a 1 out of 375 chance. Yep. You got a 1 out of 375 chance of like getting one of these. So just like I feel like as soon as these things hit the market, even even if they you could just I, everybody that can should just buy a few because you're you're gonna I mean come on look so, if you're not a fan of Monopoly don't uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say as a Ramjack don't buy it if you're not a fan of Monopoly Monopoly is a boring long game I've never played a game successfully I don't think I've ever played a real game no. of Monopoly as a kid we'd get it out and just pretend to play like it'd be fun to move a little car around on the thimble and be like what the fuck is this and we just play with the money but I've never played a real game of Monopoly, and it's grueling. Like, if it's between this game and Risk, I would definitely rather play Risk. But here's the thing. You're right, Brad. The odds... Buy, like, if you've got money, if you've got money to burn, buy, like, I don't know, buy Look, five or ten you, of them. if you're a family that loves Monopoly, it's time to get your old Monopoly out of the closet, put it on Craigslist, or give it away to a nursing home or a library <laughs> when you're there giving them the Brad's plays or requesting them. And then it's time It's time to upgrade if you're in France. If you're in France and you like Monopoly, upgrade. Sell your old version and upgrade. Because I mean, there's a chance, there's a one in what? 300-something chance, Brad? 375 like guys people buy lottery tickets all the time um just forget about that like go to france and invest in monopoly because like the odds are very good and like i said the boxes that have the real money in it are slightly thicker 
Like if you got it out and you were like, yeah, so you yeah, can work it out. I, they weigh about this about the same. I, but this is this is also going to quickly turn into one of those like um, McDonald's monopoly scandals where the people that like work at the oh, stores yeah. have just like snatched oh, them all up because they've cracked well, the all code. All you have to do is like weigh. I'm sure in your hand it would feel slightly different. Yeah. But you'd also have to be able to. I mean, yeah, you would have to be able to get your hands on it. Yeah, there's, there's definitely there's a scheme going on in the back room. They've got a scale. They're um, weighing them up and then like dividing it equally. So already these are all gone. <laughs> like every toy store has already like what you got you got to find like a, a weird shop that, like where the people aren't savvy enough. You got to find like a like a Walgreens or some kind of a, like some shop that has, sells them but like they it's not their main thing that they haven't thought to like work it out. Don't go to the toy store. Those have already been yanked. Yeah. All of them are gone already. Guys, just to give you some perspective, um, you have the odds of 1 in 6,700 chance of dying in a car accident. Also, there's a 1 in 12,500 chance that you will die in an asteroid apocalypse. There is a 1 in 300-something chance that you will make $23,000 by buying a Monopoly set. Everyone in France, buy a Monopoly game. <laughs> yeah, like, they're gonna seriously, go quick. you're dumb if you don't buy... You're dumb if you don't buy one. Get, get, get in cozy with a stock boy. Get him in on it. You could make bank. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. And send us some of the send money. Bram Jack some money. No, you don't have to do that. Brad would advocate you do it. I'm fine. Uh, well, if they brought this stateside, I think it'd be well, much better. Speak for yourself. <laughs> send your money to me. Fuck Alex. He won't even make you a poster. <laughs> Brad, um, like like we mentioned in the show before, it's it's on the cusp of Valentine's Day, um, and this kind of part lays into that. There was a study done. Um, it was led by Match.com, because everyone who has such a, a large wealth of people just readily available to give them surveys. I mean, Facebook does this. Obviously, OkCupid does a lot of them. Match decided to get in the business, and they sent out a survey. Um, Sadly, to a small amount of people, 5,600. I mean, come on, Match, you could do a lot more than that. Give me 10,000, at least give me 10,000. But they found out some interesting things, particularly around emojis. Now, emojis for those, well, everyone knows what emoji is. Come on, it's 2015. In 1970, no one knew what an emoji was. <laughs> they knew what your principal's bowling score was because the principal was your buddy, but they didn't know what emojis were. Now we do. Um, here's some things they found. Emoji users are twice as likely to want marriage than people who have never used one. Thoughts and feels? Brad, have you ever used emojis? Yes, but only in a quasi-ironic sense. There you go. And we all know Brad's... Well, I mean, come on. Gun skull, gun skull, knife, knife, (laughs) knife. Women who use kiss-related emojis said they have an easier time achieving orgasms with a familiar partner. Kiss-related emojis. I mean, obviously... The band yeah, kiss, the band obviously. Kiss. Mwah. Mwah. Right. And 54% of women and 36% of men find misspellings and incorrect grammar to be the biggest text message turnoff. And out of all of those, I certainly agree with that one. <laughs> but it's depressing that it's sure. only 36% of dudes, and it's only a little over half of women. Because nobody can write no. anything correctly. Like, I don't... I, I, I think people just say that... Because I, I'm not buying. Because like half on. the emails there's I get many, from, too much, there's too from much, people who yeah. work at a corporate level can't formulate emails correctly. 
Uh, dude, I got a thing about a job this week that had a straight up two dot ellipses, which is like not being able to use an ellipses correctly is the bane of my existence. If it hasn't been made abundantly clear thus far, um, three dots. I would love if you would use them correctly when they should be used, but I get that that may not happen. But if you're gonna use them, three dots, not two dots, not four dots, not five dots, not a space and a period and a space. <laughs> Brad, other things from this study, wink is the most widely used emoji, obviously, because people need Mm -hmm. to wink to tell people that they're joking or being facetious. Um, Okay, here's an interesting thing, too. Men are more likely to use text with kiss or heart eye emojis. So dudes are more likely to use emojis that have like a kiss, like a mwah, mwah, and heart eyes than women. Men go to that. Where women prefer smileys. <laughs> That's weird. Mm. Smileys and apparently um, lips. Like, just not a kiss, but just like lips. Does it say anything about uh, hedgehogs and photos with hedgehogs? Or what I saw recently, um, using a snake as a oh, belt? No. Like, what's going on, you weird fucks? Like- <laughs> I use my boa constrictor to keep my pants up. I guarantee you they'll like, never stop wearing get animals. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Never. I will not be responding to you, snake belt. Um, speaking of fashions that are cruel and horrible, Brad, have you heard of the old man special that they're giving kids in the South? The old man <laughs> special? Um, this is, what this is, is the child old man special. Okay. In Snillville, Georgia? Already yeah. gross. Um, there is a barber shop. <laughs> a to one cuts, spelled with a K. And a Z is giving kids the old man special. Where basically, if your kid is misbehaving, you bring your child into the barbershop and then they cut their hair to look like an old man with a receding hairline. Yeah, this is fucked up. This isn't cool. No, why are you trying to, like, emotionally abuse your children? Yeah, this is just... I don't even understand how to approach this. Other than this is horrific. Like, it, like, it's, I don't, it's so fucked up. Like, it's so, it's so difficult being a child and socializing with other children as is. Why do you actively want to humiliate your child and traumatize them for the rest of their life? Let me, let me read some stuff. Let me read what the Washington Post said about this. The cut involves shaving hair from the child's crown until he begins to resemble a balding senior citizen, inviting that unique brand of adolescent humiliation that can only come from teasing classmates and unwanted attention. What the fuck? No! Stop. Supporters say it's the perfect punishment for misbehaving kids who want to act grown. What are you saying? Oh, you want to act grown? I'm going to give you a senior citizen haircut. No. No. I, no. Like, that's, like, wh- oh, these vindictive assholes. Like, what is wrong with you? Why do you want to make your child's life bad? Actively? Russell Frederick, the A-to-one Cuts co-owner and a 34-year-old father of three, said he decided to advertise the cut after he used the unique disciplinary measure on his 12-year-old son last fall and saw immediate results. His child's grades, which had been falling, dramatically skyrocketed after he got his old man haircut, Frederick says. 
yeah, he's also never gonna forgive you. 12 years old, do you remember, like, how, like, fucked up life was yeah. being a 12-year-old? It, here's, here's a give, here's the one thing we can all unite on as humans of any sort. Being a 12-year-old is the worst fucking thing on the planet for everyone. Why are you going to do this? Like, you're, it's, people say that people change. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't really happen that much. Um, and shit that fucks you up when you're young stays with you forever in it some really form does. or fashion. I mean, you can get over it, but... Like, yeah. this kid is... Th- this kid is... Yeah, but there's always gonna... He's, he's, he's marked forever. This will, this will, like, even if, like, he's able to be, even if he's able to convince himself later in life, oh, man, my dad really taught me a lesson then. Boy, I shouldn't have done whatever the fuck I did. Um, don't really remember what it was. I just remember that I was uh, punished and humiliated forever. I guess I'll carry that on to my child because I'm trying to make sense of it and trying to pretend it was a good thing, even though really it just caused me massive massive humiliation and torture i mean i would say this is definitely child abuse is it not absolutely you don't just cut a child's absolutely. hair to resemble a senior citizen that's weird no you're actively trying to humiliate a child and that's not right and for what for he's acting what? grown oh you think you can call all the shots can't hear you old man well Speak let me up. let me use my let me use my power yeah, over you that's wrong like it's wrong. That's so wrong. That, this dude's going to wake up with all of his hair shaved off his head, and the little boy's going to be there with clippers and be like, fuck you, Dad. Best case scenario. <laughs> like, otherwise, he might oh, kill. When Dad gets old enough and needs to go into a, like, he's like, don't put me in one of those homes, boy. Don't put me in one of those homes. He's going to wake up you, in one of those you homes. You acting grown? Why are you acting yeah, grown? Yeah, it's like, he's like, yeah, it's gonna, the kid's going to return, turn the tables. You just, just fucked yourself over, not. dude. Your kid is going to hate you for life. That kid's off. He's not going to help you when you're older. It's over. You're going to do this to your other kids, and they're all going to hate you. And who's going to be alone oh. <laughs> in that nursing home? Stop. Like, stop pun. Like, again, it's this whole thing about punishment. Yeah, for children, sure, sometimes you have to punish because, like, they're young and they don't understand things. But, like... Like, you're trying to humiliate a 12-year-old for to what end? What is a 12-year-old learning from this horrific, torturous humiliation? It's not, it's not short-term. Like, okay, they go to school one day like this, and they're going to be humiliated for the whole day. Maybe they come home, and you just shave their head that night, and they go back to school, and it's like, ah, oh, meh, Everyone still remembers that one day, and they're going to be teased about that well, one also, day for the rest of their life. Well, also, all adults know that you did this. And they're going to be like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right? Yeah. Except the ones that are like, you know, reading youngcons.com and being like, yeah, that's right. Punish that kid. Punish that kid for disobeying. He should follow your orders because you're an adult. Fuck you. Like, you're not an adult. You you humiliate children f- for fun. So you're not an adult. So therefore, you don't get to make the decision because you're not an adult. If anyone's a child, it's the person that's trying to humiliate children for fun. Yeah, totally agree on that one. Absolutely crazy, dude. Brad, let's yeah. let's get to some science. I mean, granted, we talked a little it. bit about science already, I guess, through studies, but this has to do with animals and science, and you know how I love animals. And I already talked about insects, and this has to do with insects, but it's fine. So I know we've talked about this on the show before, to a point, but this is some new spider tech. So spiders' webs um, 
have a slight electromagnetic charge already. They just do. Well, some spiders found a way to enhance this. So there were spiders in the UK, just a common garden spider. Um, but in the UK, they've their um, webs are super sticky, but their strands, like the actual web itself, is a lot thinner than other spider webs. And scientists just now, I mean, just recently were like, let's figure this out, what's up? Why is it so sticky? Okay, now this is where it's crazy. Spiders have learned to use nanotech. <laughs> Basically, they um, spool out this thin thread, this thin silk, and then they use hair on their legs to rough up the silk to where it has, it's puffy. So it has like little spikes coming out of it. It's just like, it's, you remember those weird duster things that people said were electromagnetic that worked sometimes and didn't, where you would just like static static puffball thing and you'd run it over stuff and it would magically get made Brad looks like he's not remembering this. It was a huge infomercial no thing maybe a decade it. ago. They didn't work. But it does work on a nanoscale because these spiders are doing that. Their hair on their legs is so fine and the way the silk and their legs work together when they rub it, they basically have nanometer, um, I guess, puffy thread off of the main silk which makes it crazy sticky and it also supercharges it with like electric um, static, basically like super static clean. I, what, I'm, what, I'm hear, what I'm hearing here is that um, British Spider-Man is less effective against Magneto than regular Spider-Man. Hmm. Because you think Magneto could take these webs and use them for his own? Yeah, technically, he right, could. Right, right, right. Whereas American Spider-Man, there's less magnetic well, it depends on how, is, influence is in Mag the webbing. How does Magneto get his power? Is it electromagnetic? Well, I mean, they're all related, so I guess it wouldn't matter. That's something else. Right. Magneto's powers, if he can control magnetism, would have far more... Uh, I mean, it would extend to a lot more things than just, I can work with magnetic oh, metal. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't, why hasn't that been explored? Right. Well, I mean, you know... So yeah, but you're right. If you're a look, if if Marvel, if Stan Lee's dream of mutants that have superpowers comes to life, and you happen to be the Magneto, stay out of Britain. No, go to Britain because because you're you're going to Britain, yeah. gonna be able to harness the power of the spiders. Right. Huh. Spider Man may be the only one that can take down Magneto. His web is not aesthetically charged. Huh. Right. Pretty crazy that spiders have nanotech or have been using nanotech for a very long time. I mean, they don't, they don't really know as far as we're, we're aware that they're using nanotech. But it's weird because other spiders don't do this kind of hind leg uh, cultivating of their spider silk to make it more static electric. It's pretty crazy. Guys, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Guys... Every week, Brad and I play a game, really against time, where we put a minute on the clock and who, and we have to summarize an episode, be it Belvedere or Perfect Strangers, as well as we can, without going over and becoming a chump, well, without going over and losing, and without not getting close right. enough to that sweet, sweet 55, between the 55 second and 60 second mark, because before that, you're just a chump, right? Because you can't... You can't fill a minute? You can't Correct. do a minute? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. We've been doing this for years. How long have we been watching Belvedere? It's been years, right? Oh, we've been... Yeah, we've been at Belvedere, I think, since maybe... I think I mentioned this maybe? on the show before, but it never fails to amaze me. Belvedere, to me, is like a new show. 
Like, I look forward to it every time we watch it, because I'm like, all right, let's see what they're up to this week. And I kept, because of the, the advent of Hulu and Netflix, and because there's no commercials in Belvedere, it's it's like I'm watching Hulu or Netflix. To me, it's a new show, which got me thinking that the Night's yeah. Network, because everyone in the Facebook group knows that Jimmy Fallon did that I Say by the Bell thing, which is awesome. It's gotten so many millions of views that uh, fucking Night's Network is a, upon us, I hope. that We know there's a market for it. I thought it, Definitely. what if you filmed, not only filmed, but also like shot something in what felt like 80s or 90s sitcom-like, like just made it as retro as possible... That'd be pretty that'd be baller. Amazing. That'd be pretty awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah, we, we uh, the episode uh, where we first started with Mr. Belvedere was uh, August 25th, 2011. Holy fuck. 2011? Episode 70. I was thinking 2013. 2011? We, dude. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. It's going to be five if we don't get it done this year. We got we to gotta get to this. I, I it, we, it may take a year. We're going to be we're gonna be close, definitely. Hmm. Half a decade with Belvedere, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but he's become such a part of our lives. And here's something that's fucking awesome: uh, my girlfriend and I watched it together, the new episode of Belvedere. And then she said, "Can we watch the pilot?" And I went back and watched the first episode of Belvedere after a season five episode, nice. Night and Day. Everyone is so little; oh, yeah. it's adorable. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere isn't like creepy weird Belvedere like he is in the fifth season. It's it's a little weird that Marsha doesn't immediately question that he has a letter of recommendation from Winston Churchill. Like she doesn't think, oh, he's crazy. She takes it at face value. Um, Just so awesome. And Marsha's hair still fucking bonkers. It's not it's not a mullet, but it's a weird page boy thing. I forgot about that. I forgot about it. But Brad hasn't has a minute more or less. Oh boy. To summarize this episode to the best of his ability. Yes, this is uh, uh, Season 5, Episode 14, Stakeout. Brad, I'm going to put a minute on the clock. You let me know when it's good to count down. All right, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. On go. I want to be a brave heart. Three, two, one, go. All right, so guys, here's what's going on. We've got a high heel bandit. That's right. There's a creeper out there that's stealing women's high heel shoes off of their feet in the night. Um, the happy guys, you remember the devil-worshipping cult? Uh, they're back because they want to form a neighborhood watch to go after this guy. Um, and they want to do it at George's house for some reason. Uh, doesn't make sense. It's really creepy. Um, also, Heather, um, who babysits this like kid, James, on the weekend, um, her, his mom's going out of town, so she's going to be watching him for a week in their house. He's a really nice kid until Wesley gets hold of him and trains him to be evil, and then he starts pulling evil pranks, and the end, Wesley has to say, hey, Calm the fuck down. It's crazy. But the happy guys, uh, they have to go in... At one point, Belvedere and George go in drag to, like, uh, try to catch this uh, uh, high heel bandit. Uh, they get back. They haven't caught him. And they figure out it's because one of the happy guys, devil worshippers, is actually the high heel bandit. He's a super creep, and he admits to it. And they caught him. They caught the bastard. That's the up. Brad, I want to commend you because that was actually a really good um, summary of the episode. Like, that was on point. You got pretty much every everything that needed to be said except there's a special appearance uh of during a a midnight 3d showing of television that i actually pointed to the television in excitement and said (gasps) yes 58 seconds i'll take it i'll take it we're getting better at this i was really worried you get the chump music (laughs) 
I was really worried you're gonna get. I wasn't gonna be a chump. I was Come like, on. he's gonna push. It. I know he doesn't want to get a chump. He's gonna push it. He's gonna go over. He's gonna lose. I don't want to see him lose. Well, chump. No, that's not chump. No, music. no. You lose if you went. If you over. Yes, I was under, saying. Chump. I was worried, but then I saw you getting closer. And was like, he's not. In my mind, I thought he's not gonna go chump. He can't go chump. But he might get too close to that edge. He's gonna ride it. I mean, you have to ride it. Oh, no guts, no glory. You have to, right? Got to aim for that minute. You got to get that Braveheart music, but instead you just get the one firework from Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> one firework. It's better It'll than being do. a chump. I can't wait for a guest. It's better than being a chump, and it's definitely better than losing and getting the uh, fucking. Have you I forgotten? Forgotten. I really want us to Ooh. get, like I said, stars from the television shows that we're watching, and I want them to either get chump or the Have You Forgotten music and be like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Have you forgotten?" Yes. <laughs> So, this episode is season five. To the, yeah, it is. To it's the fullest extent. Five, yes. Hardcore. Um, we start off, uh, Marsha comes downstairs for breakfast and is like, Hi, family. Hey, how's it going? Wait, who the fuck are you? Because there's a kid in Wesley's chair that is not Wesley. And I didn't notice it wasn't Wesley at first either. <laughs> it's too little to be Wesley. This isn't... Wesley is yeah. his grown. True. So... Um, but yeah, this is this is James, a a child that Heather has snatched up. Yeah. So like Brad said, Heather um, babysits on the weekends, and without clearing it with anyone, her parents or her true caregiver, Mr. Belvedere, has decided that it's fine for this kid to stay the week. It's the week, right? Like it's a full week. Yeah. A, a week, week, seven full days. I'm assuming Heather's getting paid for this. It's weird that Heather's getting paid yeah, and she's not she's, splitting she's that with her parents bank. or Belvedere. Yeah. Like, that's insane that, to me. It's insane to everyone who's listening. I mean, come on. No one's thinking that's okay. I mean, where's this kid's parents? Like, you're the teenage babysitter that watches him on the weekends, you're going you're gonna to give the teenager your kid for nope. a week? You're not going to talk to the parents? Like, hey, what's up, shitty parents? Look, in the 80s when you went out of town, you could just... Give your kid to the next door neighbor babysitter, and it was fine. But in Obama's 2015, <laughs> oh, I really, I guess she's gonna be locked up for life, or I don't know. How, what is it? How does it work? Belvedere is sent to prison on accusations of child molestation and child abuse when he serves oh. the kid a healthy breakfast of eggs, bacon, and more sausage. <laughs> Who Thanks, Obama. It's so ridiculous. So, Belvedere and Marsha are obviously concerned. There's a new child they have to support for the week. At some point, Belvedere mentions that... What does Belvedere say? He says something about he's going to feed him something. Oh, no, it's because, like, the kid's, like, super well-behaved, and and Belvedere's like, well, it should be all right. He seems well-behaved, and hey, if he's not, we'll just tie him under the porch and feed him scraps. Ha, 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 ha. The kid starts... And the kid, like... Of course, she's crying and screaming because, like, that's a scary threat to a teenage child. And then Belvedere, Marsha gives him a look, and Belvedere's like, "What? I didn't, I didn't mean. I was just joking. He's, I didn't realize he wasn't as tough as Wesley. Sorry." Yeah. So, uh, also, we got to talk about it right now. In this, ep- this is really uh, an episode of of high pants for Heather. <laughs> like, even like, I mean, we've got to do some research. I, always, of is course. she related to the guy who played? Mr. Mertz, oh, my love Lucy. Like, is that like her grandfather? Because <laughs> seriously, 
she is mertzing out. I mean, in the first season, first scene, it's pretty bad. But later on, there's one that I am like, what is going on? Why are your nipples in yeah, your pants? That was like, that's weird. That was weird. So that's that first scene. But we don't immediately go to the music because we get oh, a surprise no. visit, which I I was confused at at first. Yeah, um, there at the door. Oh, look, it's the straight up fucking and happy inter- guys. The devil they worshiping introduced cult. themselves as the happy guys like we've never seen them before. And I thought, holy fuck, what happened? Right. Is this a time travel episode I've been waiting for? No, Seriously. they come in and George remembers them and says, hey, you're those devil worshippers. And they're like, look, I, I know our Halloween meeting may have scared you or gave you the wrong impression. But just to let you know, we have cut out some of the riffraff. <laughs> The Happy Guys is a little different than it used to be, so we, let's just not talk about that part. I do love that there's that this show is willing to reference the fact that, that we had a like crazy satanic cult, like in a random one-off Halloween episode. That I don't how long Forever. was that? that it was, was twenty. Like, it was easily twenty twelve yeah. <laughs> for us. <laughs> I mean, that episode like that was at least a season or Dude, two. Dude, it was ago. more than that. I think it had to be season. Well, okay, I'm, season I'm three is during season five. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if it wasn't season two. It seems like it could be. So while Brad's looking that up, the guys um, are like, "Look, George, we need to talk to you." And then Marsha comes in with Belvedere, and she is obviously suspect. She's like, "Oh, the happy guys again." And he's like, "Well, you know, again, our Halloween. We may have given you the wrong impression. Trust. Everything's on the up and up now. Hell, Satan. But look, there's bigger. There's bigger problems in the neighborhood. There's a high heel bandit." And we need your help to stop that. Him. Was season that was season three, episode five. So, not too long ago, like a two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, and they're back. They haven't made an appearance since, which I also love. That there's a whole season where we don't see them. Where obviously they know it's not okay to come around. While they're still cutting out some of that satanic fat <laughs> among their members, <laughs> just literally weeding uh, it out. Uh, of course, we all know that's PR. They're they're still you know satanic cult, and that's cool. Whatever, don't build don't build a temple to it, but whatever. So they Brad, there's a high hill bandit, and they they need to be stopped, and they need they need the help of the Owens. A high heel bandit, and the first time they say that they, they mention this, they say like, yeah, he stole my uh, um, my wife's uh, um, shoes, um, and I was like, that's super this fucking is, yeah, because like that's. Because I'm, I recently watched an episode of a little show. Um, it's called My Strange Criminal Addiction. Oh. Um, it's on Investigation Discovery, and it is horrifying. Because in each episode, we meet three people that are criminals because they have creepy, strange addictions. Um, and one was this weird foot fetish dude that would, like, oh, God. He pulled this scam where he would, like, go up to women in, like, stores and be like, Hey, uh, I want to buy these. Uh, buy some shoes for my girlfriend. Will you try these on for me? Nope. Sorry, sir. And somehow, for some reason, women kept doing it. And then he would like be all up down on their feet, and then like rubbing their feet, and then like or like licking their feet, and like, what are you doing, creepo? Wah. That is weird and gross. Yeah, or like massaging himself. Oh, with well, I their assume feet. that's what you meant by rubbing rubbing like, something on them. What the. F- Fuck These are the are worst. You talking about, like you goddamn monster! It was the cre- it was the creepiest fucking thing. That oh. is weird. And I'm like, that's what's going that's what's going on here. Because I'm sorry, like this this uh, high heel bandit, um, 
he's 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 not just like stealing shoes. Like there's more fucked up things I don't happening know, Brad. with those shoes. I mean, in the 1980s, when a high heel bandit asks you for his shoes, he takes them, he puts them in his collection. In Obama's 2015, the guy masturbates or like rubs himself through his pants because he's conjuing trying on shoes for his non-existent girlfriend. It's a different time. It's a different. Makes sense. It's, it's a different, different time. time. The thing is, like, because like the first time they mentioned, they say he stole the shoes. I was like, okay, there's a guy breaking yeah, and stealing shoes. Well. But later in the episode, we find out no, he's actually making women take off their shoes yes, and give it to him. In and the I'm like, night, oh, under the fuck cover no. of darkness. This, there's, this is so creepy and fun. Does he wear up. a mask? They never really... He just steals the shoes. Okay, at yeah. some point, someone gets their stool shoes stolen. Mm. Goodness. Um, so, but we'll, we'll wait on that, because that's a little bit later. So, the happy guys convince the Owens to allow their home to be a base of operations. Because the, uh, mm-hmm. the High Hill Bandits, he's working around the neighborhood, and the Owens are essentially located, and they know George is a stand-up guy. So they're like, look, can you guys help us, please? We just need to have this be the meeting place. It's centrally located. You got a fireplace. You got a Belvedere. Please? Yeah. And they're like, all right, I guess. Streak is on the China. And that's when the music comes in. uh, uh. So uh, next morning we're at breakfast. um, And uh, Wesley is uh, questioning this this kid. And is like, James, how many times have you uh, been suspended? And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? I have never been in trouble at school. I did stay after school one time to receive an award for good conduct. It's like, what up, Spaz? <laughs> what up, Spaz? Um, this can be the next morning. This is the same morning because Heather still has that weird shirt on. I also love. Oh, well, if it is, then they're eating. Then they're eating a it's second, their second breakfast. breakfast. Oh, we're in straight up Hobbit territory. <laughs> this little kid cries at everything, though. He really is a Spaz. Brad hit it on the. Brad and Wesley yeah. T hit it on the head. Yeah, this kid's a what real a Spaz. spaz. Because Wesley, like, makes fun of him, and he freaks out again and has a little cry. Um, this... So afterwards, uh, we go to uh, we go to the um, the first meeting of the Happy Guy Vigilante Club. So weird. What do they call themselves? The Guardian Happy Guys? Oh, yeah. Or something like the Happy Guy Guardians, I think. I, it's, think. I think it's Guardian Happy Guy. Like, it's so weird. Guardian happy. It's yeah. The I happy it's guy guardians makes more sense. That. You can make a sports team out of that. Yeah. You can't make a sports team out of guardian happy guys. Right. So all the all the boys are all the boys on the block are in this <laughs> uh, this happy guy club. Like everyone's there. I, I don't mean boys as in like yeah. children. I mean boys as in adult men who like yeah maybe <laughs> who suffer from post adolescence. I don't know. It is very weird. At one point, they're talking about like now. Listen, the thing to remember is, um, you know, we're just we're just a watch. We're we're gonna go around. We're gonna try this. We aren't gonna take any action. If we see anything, we need to call the police. And I was like, oh boy, this is. And then there's one guy that's like, what are you talking about? If we see the guy, we can't go. Uh, we can't go after him. We can't clobber him. And they're like, no, we need to call the police. And I'm like, oh, what's up, George Zimmerman? Yeah, I'm like, seriously. What's, this is. Ugh. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. Ugh. I thought, well, yeah, of course. Your neighborhood watch. You call the authorities yeah. in once you see someone snatching shoes. Yeah. Um, at some point, uh, Kevin comes in. He's coming to raid the refrigerator, as he does. And Marsh is in the kitchen doing her nails. She, like, gives... And Kevin's like... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, she, Kevin's like, hey, so what's going on? He's like, oh, well, um, Heather's, like, uh, babysitting uh, a neighbor kid for uh, upstairs... And Wesley's up there, and your father's having a vigilante meeting with the happy guys in the other room. So I'm out here doing my nails. 
Um, All right. Weirdest part in this exchange is when he walks in, he's like, oh, hey, Mom. She's like, oh, hey, Evan. He hugs her, and she puts her arms out because obviously her nails are wet, and the audience goes, aww. Or, like, two people in the audience go, aww, because it's, it's weird. It's, it's not quite the fanfare of everyone in the audience is cool with them hugging, which they shouldn't be yeah. because bitch has a Porsche. Oh, we've been over it. We've been over it. Mm. I'll stop it right there. She's a monster, She's a monster. who didn't. Never mind. Listen to old episodes of Ramjack or watch Belvedere. You'll figure it out. So Wesley T, not Wesley T, uh, Kevin is obviously concerned because he remembers the happy guys. But he looks in the living room and yeah. says, Mom, they're dancing. Belvedere just dipped Dad. Yeah, uh, we cut back in there and they're like... They're dancing. Belvedere brings George up and George yeah. is kind of like, Oh, well, you know, I eh, we're a pretty sharp team dancing. He's not... Uh, because this... These weird happy guy thing, like, it's all about, like, weird, like, dances and, like, ceremonies and devil worship. And, like, it's... I mean, yeah, Belvedere is shirtless with bizarre. a pentagram drawn on his chest in blood. It's very strange. It's all this weird, like, like I really feel like they're, they're going after these weird, like, male fraternity, like, clubs. And all their weird bullshit. That's true. They're easy targets because a lot of it is weird bullshit. But, um, so George stops for a second. He, the spell they've cast on him, uh, uh, gets fuzzy for a moment to where he says, wait a minute, what the fuck are we doing? And the happy guys are like, dancing, continue to dance. And Belvedere says, yes, let's go ahead and, is it cha-cha, mamba? What do you, he mentions another dance and the yeah. other dudes are cool with it. These are the same dudes who said, hey, how about instead of splitting into teams, we split into two teams and get a softball game going. Hey! Oh, boy. <laughs> Just dudes being dudes. It's like, you guys, like, why don't you go, like, stop a bandit? Because I think they say at one point, well, it's too late to go out and patrol now. It's too late to go and, like, stop it's the too bandit? Late. Like, is He's it, struck already is it, like, tonight. We got a call strikes? from the police. Like, what's with this team thing? Like, Belvedere's like, listen, this is team building exercises. Uh, it makes sense. It's like, this is a one-off doesn't. thing. Once you catch the bandit, you're not going to just continue to have the Happy Guy Guardians club where you just, <laughs> I don't know, roam the neighborhood for things to do <laughs> or, like, spy on. Are you forgetting, like, this is a like, creepy, like, devil yeah. cult? People should be watching out for you. <laughs> All right, yeah. so the guys are gone. They've had their meeting. It's the next day or later that night, and Wesley T is training the new boy. What is his oh name? Boy. I keep forgetting the new kid's name. James. James. I know James. James is a one and done. If James comes back, I will be really surprised. Never. He can't. So Wesley yeah. T teaches him what a whoopee cushion is. James is unimpressed. He's mm -hmm. like, that's stupid. Wesley T brings out a straight-up real snake and says, hey, hide this yeah. in Heather 17 magazine. And he's like... Heather. That ain't cool. We can't do that. She will be shocked. Do it. Do it, Spaz. <laughs> Come on, Spaz. Put the snake under a magazine. Spaz says what? Of course he does. Uh, so she, he puts it under <laughs> a magazine. Heather comes down and says, Has anyone seen my 17 magazine? I think it's over there in the chair, Heather. She picks it up, slight delay, and is like, ah! And runs out of the house when she sees the snake. The kid is clearly entertained by this, and uh, we hear the beginning of a monster. Yeah. Um... Next scene, we got George and Belvedere in a car out on a yeah, stakeout. Yeah, they're in makeout point, or they're at makeout point under the lamplight, mm -hmm. and they're staking out. Belvedere's mm. stuffing his face with donuts and coffee, and George is having a hard time. Oh, boy. 
Oh, George is like, oh man, I think I drank too much coffee. I, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to go to a, a rest station so I can use the restroom. Belvedere's like, oh well, how, how would the happy guys feel if we abandoned our post? It's like, what are you talking about, Belvedere? Like, that's Belvedere, not, that's weird. Why do you want to keep George out here? He just wants George to suffer. Like, so George asks Belvedere to tell him a story. Well, first, uh, George is like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go and, like, piss in the bush over there. And Belvedere's like, oh, really? Because we're supposed to be upholding the law, not breaking it. You can't, uh... And he's like, uh, clearly, that's, that's, uh... That's, uh, um... What, what, is, what are the charges he says? He's like, uh, destruction yeah. of private property, um, pu- um, indecency, like... Look, uh, Belvedere's in a rare mood shit. tonight. He's, like, he's on a sugar high from Belvedere, the box like, of donuts he ate. I guess... It is weird. I think it's like, uh, it's a, it's, it's strange. <laughs> and George, and then George is like, oh, well, I gotta go. Belvedere, tell me a story so I can stop thinking about the fact. Like, George, you're a grown ass <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, it's, go to the fucking restaurant. You're the one who has. The, you're the one in the driver's seat. Just go to where you feel yeah. comfortable and urinate. You're fine. Yeah. I also love that he thinks that just concentrating on a story someone's telling him will make his body stop needing to go to the bathroom. No. That's yeah. That's not how that works. So Belvedere starts telling the story about a man who lived under Niagara Falls, which I thought was pretty awesome. Because Belvedere yes. basically is just, he's fucking with George. <laughs> you can't do yeah. that. That's indecent. What would we do if we left? There was a man who lived under Niagara Falls, and as the water came down, he had just heard the gush. George runs out, and Belvedere basically cackles for all, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Yeah. It was all a clever ruse. Yeah. It's it is so bizarre. So we cut back to the house. Um, Brad, say it. Yes. You know what's up. Great scene. Uh, well, Wesley is watching a, a shock theater. with he's put, He puts on his 3D glasses, and then it pans over, and guess who else is wearing 3D glasses? It's Spot! Spot! Spot has a spot in this episode. I love you, Spot. You're my favorite character. <laughs> I love him so much because he wears 3D glasses. Clean up the spot. There's spot. <laughs> that is awesome that the dog wants to get 3D too. I was so happy. I yeah. missed him last time. I missed him. Was, Very yeah, it's glad awesome to, see, to see that they're at least keeping that canon. They brought the happy guys back and Spot's here to stay. So, yes. so yeah, uh, George and Belvedere come in. They're like, oh man, we're so tired. We were... We've been out forever, uh, and he's like, "Hey Wesley, why are you why are you up still watching a movie?" And he's like, "Well, I was waiting for mom to come home. Where the fuck's your mom at? Blowing Bob Goulet again?" Goulet. No, um, she got worried because they were out so late. So her and Kevin went to like find them. They split up at some point, um, and while Marsha was in the dark looking for <laughs> Goulet, a man came definitely. up behind her and said, "Give me your shoes, or I'll pump you full of lead." No, give me your pumps or I'll pump you full of lead, Missy. Oh, so she's boy. her shoes were stolen. She didn't get a good look at the guy yeah. at all. She was scared. Clearly. But she has been she's a victim here. Yeah. And Which is like really fun. I mean, it is really, fucked up. like it's creepy, is creepy as fuck, man. It's creepy. Cause like there's no way that this isn't like a weird pervert sexual thing. There's just no way. Even in like the clean sanitized 80s, this is creepy. And Marsha acts like she's been like horrifically violated. Now they play it for a little bit of a joke. Cause next scene we have a police officer there who's taking the report, and she's like, he told he stole my shoes, my my shoes that I just paid three hundred and fifty dollars for. And like George freaks out. Um, again, we got to point out. It's the 80s, and she's buying $350 shoes. Bitch that works at a diner is buying $350 shoes. 
bitch that can't send her kids to college can barely make those payments on that Porsche? That, oh, you bought $350 shoes? And not only that, they're legitimate snakeskin shoes. So she's a monster because she killed an animal to get her clothes. Even though leathers, I mean, that's besides the point. Right. We use all of the cow as the Native Americans taught us. We don't, you, people don't normally go hunting snakes unless they want to, come on. No. It is gross. It's gross. So George feels a little bit of a victim too. He's like, well, that man also sold uh, upwards of $350 of shoes that came out of our pockets together. (sighs) This is weird. Happy guys roll in. He struck again. Yeah, we know. They're like, oh, we, we heard about what happened. Where'd you hear about what happened, dog? Where'd you hear about it? Huh? Where'd you hear? No explanation. Um, but they're like, oh, we need to have another meeting. We'll have it here tomorrow night. Great idea. All right. And then they're out. Um, next scene, um, Wait, Heather has gone I mean, yeah, full... He, sorry, go ahead. You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But can I say, did they get a real police officer to play the cop in this scene? Because he's so awkward and he kind of looks like a real cop. Like I got a real <laughs> fuzz feel from him. If you know what I mean. Hmm. Maybe he's just like, he's just like dedicated. He's like, he did a lot of research. He's just like really into that character. I mean, am I wrong? I get like a super real cop vibe from him. Like, yeah. Well, I mean like, I, you know, 80s cops, like they, they had it down. Like 80s cop. I mean, he's got the cop mustache. He's, he's living a cop life. He's got the weird cop hairstyle. Like that dude is probably, he's probably played a cop in a ton of things. If he's not really a cop. He's got weird hat hair too. Like they must've made him wear the police cap. For a long time. He's been studying. He's like been rehearsing this part all week. This is his big break. Like he's like, yes, I got this. I got this. I just thought that was neat or interesting. A real cop on stage. Definitely. Um, So next scene, next scene, Heather comes downstairs the next day and she has gone full Mertz and a half. (laughs) Like those pants are so high. Literally right below her bust line. Like, those pants are also helping her bra support her breasts. And it's weird, Heather. You can't do that. It is bizarre. It's not as weird as what happened next. um, Because I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand, Brad. Please explain. Belvedere... um, Well, first of all, Heather comes out. She's... uh, I I forget what she's upset about. But she's upset about something. Something has been... Oh, she's gotten a note that says, I didn't do it. Mm. And she comes down, Wesley, what's this about? And he's like, I don't know. It must be James. He's gotten out of control. And then Belvedere comes Mm. in. And I don't know what has happened. But what Belvedere says has happened is that the chicken blew up. And now he's covered in poultry. But... It, it, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, he's just got things stuck to him that it doesn't really look like raw chicken. It, I, I don't know what it's supposed to be. It looks kind of like spaghetti. It, kinda? Until he gets closer, and yeah. it's weird. I don't understand it either. It, it looks like maybe it was, it's like, it looks like maybe it's dough. Like, mm. maybe it's like, maybe it's like, uh, like, I don't know, like a, a, a chicken something... Like dough stuffed with chicken, maybe, and then the, the dough is exploded onto him in a comical manner that does not make sense with a lot. It seems of like physics. a weird ravioli that went really wrong, and and then exploded. Yeah, but he says he says it's raw chicken, and I I mean I know clearly we can't put raw chicken just on an actor. First of all, isn't going to make sense, and it's going to look weird, and, and it's the just cameras gross. aren't going to be able That's to pick it up. That's got to be like against union rules, right? I mean, 
yeah, you can't just like put like a salmonella on like an actor, and it also it wouldn't you, you, like it just it wouldn't look like anything because like we just don't think about what raw chicken looks like. So they've made this thing. It's clearly it's it's been made. Like it's 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 a prop that's been created. I it's. I don't understand it at all. It is very weird. Apparently, uh, the kid pulled some... James pulled some prank where the oven would shoot chicken at Belvedere. It's a, it's well, a we do realize half. that this kid is truly an aspiring Wesley T, because only Wesley T could pull this mm-hmm. kind of shenanigans to this point. Like some sort of yes. weird... Which we yeah. find out. Because immediately, cut to later, I guess, and Heather runs downstairs yelling for Mr. Belvedere because he put blue dye in her shampoo, and now Heather's hair is blue. Um, Heather's hair is um, also significantly shorter, so I don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah, and uh, yeah, also she's got bangs, and like, uh, it's I mean, honestly, I think, like, if it was a little more blue, I think it could work. That's Absolutely. something I thought, too. Is I'm that weird? Down. Like, I thought, saw it and thought, well, Heather, you I'm can like, work with that. It's it, This could have been a yeah, lot like, worse. <laughs> Yeah, you could, you're, you're looking at Jim in a hologram right yeah. now. This is I'm kind of down. Bathrobe, I'm okay with hair. This. You put some yeah. like just glitter um, uh, under those eyes, and you got a you got a band. He's also messed with Belvedere's souffle so that it's puffed up comically to a weird that ain't a souffle. thing. That's this is just like the chicken while ago. This is just some weird kind yeah. of. <laughs> I don't know. Like the prop, I don't know what's happening with the props department. They're just making like, oh, let's make a wacky thing, because like that's yeah, it looks like a giant biscuit, <laughs> like a uh, or like it looks like a biscuit Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, and then Wesley comes in and his bike is in like a, he's got like the remnants of his bike in a box and it's smoking in a black, as though it's exploded somehow. Yeah, or like exploded and melted. Like this isn't. Yeah. Like they take the they took the time to like rig up um smoke for this gag, which is crazy, and then they're like, oh, I can't believe James is so out of control, and then in walks James, um dressed as a straight up leatherman. <laughs> Your man does it all by himself. Like, do the shake, do the shake, do milk the milkshake, shake, milkshake, milkshake, do the shake, one more time. <laughs> I mean, Leatherman don't get nervous. Leatherman don't get nervous. Leatherman get guys. If you haven't listened to uh, "Can't Stop the Music," uh, watch that movie and then listen to our podcast where we discussed it. I think episode twenty-five. You maybe? can't stop the music. Nobody. So awesome. Can't stop the music. Also, on the subject of "Can't Stop the Music," um, the Village People movie starring <laughs> Steve Gutenberg and and uh, yeah. Bruce Jenner, which interesting. <laughs> Considering uh, his his recent uh, transitioning, um, it makes all the sense in the world. After they said that, I thought, no, nah, I could see it. <laughs> I mean, not, not not to make a joke of someone being transgendered, but the fact that Bruce Jenner was in the Village People movie is kind of hilarious. That's the only. Retrospect. That's the only. I mean, but until then, that's my only reference for Bruce Jenner. So when people say Bruce Jenner was exactly. And my my immediately my immediate thought is the dude that was the Village People movie, to which a lot of people give me weird <laughs> yes. looks after I say that. Exactly. Um, this this little kid's costume though wouldn't be so Leatherman if he didn't have a fucking chain around his neck. That's the part yeah, that makes it he's weird. Wearing, he's got a chain choker. I mean, like he's in full Leatherman attire. Like it is strange. I do love the fact that he laughs after everything. Hey Heather, your hair's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> the other oh, deer, boy. love the souffle. <laughs> I 
I mean, this kid enough would be alone to make this a season five episode of Belvedere. But then the next scene happens in which we see George and Belvedere coming downstairs in drag. um, And we realize all the happy guys, uh, aside from the the main happy guy with the cane, um, they're all in drag because they're going undercover to catch the high heel bandits. Brad and I, in our own independent watchings, called this a mile away. Of course, they were going to have to go undercover to do this. Yes, I we called I like we called everything in advance. Um, I, we watched it separately, but like the minute they they said that there's a high heel bandit on the loose and the happy guys are gonna go undercover together, I'm like, oh well, these are the devil worshippers. One of them is clearly yes. the high heel bandit, obviously. <laughs> there's no question. Like they also worship the devil, and the one guy's like, oh, the police won't help us. They, he says a couple of times like, ah, oh, the police aren't gonna do anything about this. They don't. They say it's too small of a crime. Um, nope. <laughs> It's it is. creepy. The police would be all about Brad, this. Brad, I've got a question for you. Like, all the happy guys are in the Owens house, presently mm-hmm. dressed as women to go undercover, except for the main happy guy. I forget his name. Um, right. Who pulls off? Who pulls it off better, George or uh, Belvedere? Oh, George Who's or the better woman? Um, between the two of them, I would say in Belvedere. In a heartbeat. My girlfriend and I asked the same question yeah, immediately out of Belvedere. Yeah. Duh. George looks weird. George's yeah. body is unproportioned. Yeah, his face looks strange. Like, it is creepy. Um, Not as creepy as like, when uh, Kevin comes downstairs and all the men ogle him. That is weird. Yeah, because all of their dresses are like, I mean, they're like Golden Girls dresses. I mean, it's partially of the time, but it's also partially, I think, for comedic effect. They all do look ridiculous. But Kevin's makeup, Kevin's the only one that's like actually like wearing makeup and like in his face looks somewhat yeah. feminine. Well, he looks like a Dolly Parton with his so, hair being crazy huge and white. But his dress yeah. is also horrible. Like, like, yeah, they're all wearing like these weird old lady dresses. Um, it is strange. But they make fun of Kevin, like, "Hey, why don't you put so much time into your eyeshadow?" And he's like, "What? This is what uh, Cosmo says I should do." But George is like too preoccupied by it. He says, "Kevin, you got to be yeah, careful, man. Weird. You're gonna get he's picked like, up." Uh, George, your son isn't gay. He's got a girlfriend back at his pad. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get tricked by a dude and have sex with him because he's going into. I feel cover. like George has got a weird. George, like we talk about the incest on the show. I feel like George has got like a weird bone for his does. son. That's what we're supposed to take away like, from it's this. It's creepy. It's, it's so. Cre- it's like it's George sexism again. I don't want my. I don't. I don't want my daughter to be sexually violated. Um, but now it's directed towards his son. It's, again, this whole family is one incestuous cluster George fuck. says, please tell me you at least are wearing your own underwear and not women's underwear. And Kevin says, of course I'm fucking wearing my own underwear. And Belvedere says, yes, you can tell because of your underwear line. Belvedere, why are you checking out Kevin's ass, dude? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. They all leave to go dispatch. Oh. They've all got their own locations to go to to monitor for the High Hill Bandit. George goes to the park. He sits on a park bench. A prostitute comes up and says, no, that's Belvedere who goes. Okay, Belvedere sits down Belvedere, on the bench. Yeah. He's looking like, oh, I'm a lady with high heels in the park. Oh, no. The bandits might be. And then a prostitute comes up and says, hey, dude, or hey, lady, this is my part of the park. You're looking, you've got a, you're on the other end near the water fountain or something, near the fountain. I don't know. Go. Yeah. Poor prostitute. Well, she is, they do not give her a good costume. Yikes! It is. I wonder if this is a real prostitute. Like they've started hiring people that like they got the real cop and now they got the real prostitute. I, I feel like everyone that's acting on the show is probably. I hope. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna suggest that. 
I'm just gonna suggest that because actors are a dime a dozen and like prostitutes make more money than actors do <laughs> that is true it's just a harsh reality <laughs> so Belvedere is, <laughs> is is told to move along right so I guess they're taking shifts because now uh, George is sitting on the park bench and like some cop comes up and man this gets weird and sexist um because he's like hey little lady you think it's a little late for you to be out here by yourself and George is like oh I'm fine officer I'm not worried he's like you know there's a there's a high-heeled bandit out uh, I wouldn't want anything to happen to you he's like I'm fine oh well hey uh what's your sign and then he like tries to move in on like George first of all George looks like a monster. <laughs> what are you doing, gross cop? This um, cop, who is obviously an actor, is just, he just has a different taste, man. We're not supposed to judge people. Yes, we are. Like, <laughs> if I could judge people, what the fuck would my life be? I'll judge people all day and night. And if you don't like it, Alex, you can send me an 800-page email where you tell me I'm not allowed to have my own opinions. <laughs> And then when you get upset about it, because I tell you to fuck off, you can quit the podcast. And then when we recover, then when I cover the Belvedere movie with Pernasek, you can you can be all pissed off that I didn't invite you back to talk about the Belvedere movie. Seriously, uh, you would not invite me back to the Belvedere movie if you quit the podcast. Um, no, I will not invite well, you quit back the podcast. because that would be insane. Because why would anyone that quits a podcast assume they're going to be invited back to a podcast unless you're a petulant fucking child? P.S. Fuck that dude. Um, but <laughs> of course we can judge people, Alex. Okay. Just normally, I, I just normally <laughs> don't. But or maybe I mean, if you listen to Ramjack, obviously we judge people. The whole half of the, the first Alex, whole it's half cool. or third of the podcast was judging the conservative people. Are we right? Uh, yes, Alex. <laughs> Listen, Alex, you're, al- you're allowed to have whatever opinions you want to have. If you think it's okay or not okay, that's okay. Because everyone's allowed to have their own opinions on this podcast. Truth. And every other podcast that I do with people that I still do podcasts with. Um, to get back to the story, George basically goes into his actual voice and tells the cop to fuck off. Um, all the happy guys are back at the house. The high hill bandage still struck. Conveniently, in the one place no one was assigned to. This is when Belvedere mm. gets sly. He's like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that happy guy is actually the High Hill Bandit. What? First <laughs> off, he's never had a cane before. Why has he got a cane? Yeah. Even though I'm not 100% sure how that's supposed to make him the High Hill Bandit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Like, if we had found out that the, the bandit was snatching shoes with a cane, that might be a thing. Um, but also, like, as, as we, and we haven't mentioned it, but, like, he knows, he, like, knows too much about different kinds of shoes. Yeah, and they even catch him in it. Belvedere, who also knows a lot about shoes, says... Something like, this guy knows a lot about shoes, he knows the difference between this shoe and that shoe, and then the guy, I mean, okay, I know so little about the shoes they're talking about that I can't remember what he yeah. says, but it's crazy detail. It's like something like, he, he knows the difference, like, uh, who amongst us knows the difference between a wedge and a saddle back, sim, sop, sim, blah, 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 well, shoe. Well, it's hard. And he's like, oh, well, obviously, <laughs> And, like, he gets all Someone creepy. Someone know a trained eye has to be done to look at the wedge and tail. It's actually Saddleback. And then they all look at him and it's like, you're the fucking bandit. And he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look, <laughs> I got an addiction. Oh, but then it's so creepy because then he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? I was a shoe salesman for years. And I'm like, so you were, like, a creepy pervo shoe salesman for years? And now that you're retired and you can't get your fix? Is that what we're saying? Because this is creepy. Um, it gets creepier because 
They all <laughs> get around. They throw him down in a chair when they realize this, and they all crowd around him. And he's like, look, he's begging them. Let's just be cool about this. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to keep doing it. I'm so can, can you forgive me? And they all go, nah. And then George straddles him as we start, and they all crowd around as the camera goes oh, down. Oh, yeah. Why the fuck is George that straddling is... this poor man? <laughs> Clearly, that's, like, because they know they're going to cut somewhere there. So they're just like, all right, everybody surround and move around while we're cutting away. But, like, they didn't cut soon enough, and we see George, like, straight up, like, straddling Dude, straight up straddles, so, dude. I didn't even catch that before. That is What's what happening? Is happening? Oh yeah, you you want to fuck a shoe? You want to fuck a shoe? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? George, what are you doing? George, George. Oh, I am. Do I? Did, am I an old shoe to you? Is that what I am? Do you want to fuck me like an old shoe? What are you doing, George? This is not okay. We're okay. We, um, everyone oh, gets boy. uncomfortable and everyone looks Yikes. the other way because they're scared and confused and they don't understand what's going on. I guess he used the cane as the gun, or the fake gun. He would put it up against people's back so they would feel the gun. Because oh, Marcia says something like okay. that. That makes Does sense. Does it, though? That makes sense. <laughs> Does no, it make not sense? at all. But Hey, you've never had a cane before. It makes as much His sense as anything. His best friend, the other happy guy, is like, wait a minute. That cane's fake. That's a phony. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, so weird. Okay, so oh, thankfully, the scene fades into another scene where that little troublemaker is on the back porch with a detonator. <laughs> like an yes. old school TNT. It's the Western Prairie days, and we have to <laughs> blow up a <laughs> uh, little house. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the town, but it's going up. Nice. So, yeah, little creepo um, has this detonator. And apparently it's hooked to the Huffnagel's, like, uh, uh, bird fountain. Yeah. And Wesley's like, dude, you can't blow that up. You could hurt somebody. Or, like, blow up a bird bath, you fucking weirdo. That's crazy. I can't remember what the kid tells him, but he basically says it'll teach them from having a bird bath. That'll learn them. Dude, you've crossed over into a weird area. Wesley T. was mischievous for yeah. a purpose, which he even says. He says, look, you're getting overboard with this. You're becoming, like, a juvenile delinquent. I'm not that. You're becoming yeah, a young con. Yeah, you're becoming a young con. Look, when I did it, I did it mainly for kicks, but also because I had, like, premeditated shit. I knew that those kids, when I made that telephone company or the electric, whatever company he made in my parents' house, that I'd be able to make a clean yes. 30000 tax-free so I could get a bike. <laughs> part of that money went to the bike. Part of it went to my secret funding, which I now have. I also knew they would go toward the nuclear reactor I'd eventually buy for my science project. And yes, it put Brace Face into a private school. That's what he wanted. It was all meditated. Your schemes are teens weens, little boy. But I was there too, so just relax. It is it is a bizarre little heart to heart. And in the end, uh, he okay, he gives Wesley the detonator. He's like, "All right, do you think you can detonate this?" Yeah, of course I can detonate no, it. No, deactivate it, not detonate then, it. No one wants to have it explode. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, deactivate it. Yes. Which is weird because, like, the next scene, it's, like, the next morning, and, like, he's about to go home, and, like, Heather's packing up his stuff. Heather, by the way, is wearing an awesome jacket in huh. this. I really like her jacket with, like, the rolled-up striped sleeves. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and Wesley, also in this scene, is dressed like Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, little James is like, hey, can I have a minute to talk to Wesley before we leave? Heather's like, sure. 
and they have another little heart to heart and basically to replay the same scene yeah. it's like ah oh, thanks for putting me on the right track by the way are you sure you know how to um deactivate that bomb and Wesley's like yeah of course again and the kid walks off and then we hear an explosion like a loud explosion birds have died yeah. And that's basically the end of the episode. Definitely. We never find out. Like, I mean, we know what happened. We can infer from the cutaway what happened with the happy guy. <laughs> well, we have we have Belvedere oh, writing true. in his journal, and it's he doesn't really wrap up much. It's like, yeah, all that shit happened. Everything's back to normal now. Uh, isn't that great? Um, and then the end joke is like, Kevin comes in and is like, hey, Mr. Belvedere, can I borrow some gloves? At least until the super glue wears off, and we find out that Kevin still got lady fingernails. Ha <laughs> <on> China. <laughs> Paint on the nails never mattered before, but George cares. Like, yeah, it's it is bonkers. box. It's like you know, Kevin wants to wear nail polish. Chill. He hasn't cleaned it off yet. Like they're yeah. fake nails. The problem he's gl- he's super glued fake nails on. Why don't you just cut the fake nails to like a normal length? And then just, like, remo- remove the polish. Like, I feel like, the, I mean, I know we got to have a joke from the end of the episode, but I'm like, I, I feel like there's solutions. Well, Belvedere's reaction to it is to look away with a laugh, but not like a laugh yeah, like, oh, creepy. Kevin. It's more like, oh. Like, it's a weird laugh. Yeah. It's not cool. I don't like this. He, he's, well, he's, he's already checked out Kevin's ass in a dress. Now... Kevin has he's yeah I feel like the way you get those gloves from Belvedere is going to involve something that nobody wants to talk about I mean it really is like a oh Wesley oh Kevin if you only knew Belvedere what have you gotten yourself into now like it's a very weird laugh dear penthouse forums (laughs) oh you'll never believe what happened to me so weird but that's Belvedere I mean, is it yes. awesome? Yeah, it's a season five episode that delivers on all fronts of insanity and wackiness. It's weird, but it's awesome. It's, yeah, it's so bizarre. It's so creepy. Like, the whole happy guy thing, like that, the shoe bandits and like... I love it. And that creepy sexist okay, cop. Okay, the sexist cop was the weirdest that is part. creepy. Well, the fact that they treat like, Marsha's shoe uh, theft more like a rape almost, it's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like, something creepy happened in yeah. that park. There's a lot of creepy cool. shit happening in that park. Um, so, do we want to do fashion first or winners first? Let's do fashion, because I feel like there's... A, we've talked about a lot of fashions. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot of strong contenders for, for worst dress. I want to say George as a woman is worst dressed, because he pulled... Well, okay, a lot of the other guys cannot pull off being a woman. I will say this, at least George looks like a rough lady. Or a rough older lady. And Belvedere also, uh-huh. while he looks like a better lady, like he's just more of an attractive lady, I guess. All things being right. as they are. I mean, all of the happy guys dressed as women are pretty bad. Also, we got a kid dressed up like a Leatherman. <laughs> which is... Attention to detail. Well, I don't... But see, I don't know if that's... I don't know if you can say that's worse dress. Because Heather, that kid's being who he is and expressing got, himself. In a way that... I mean, and... Mm-hmm. It's a normal Leatherman costume. I can't fault him for that. If it was a half-assed Leatherman costume, then yeah, fuck him. True. Um, we also have Heather merching it. We've also got Belvedere wearing chicken. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I do not consider a lot that of chicken people... a fashion. No, that's not a fashion, but it is It is notable. True. <laughs> I would say that it's Heather, because Heather chose to wear that. 
The happy guys and everyone, they're wearing their outfits because they're going on a stakeout. Like, it's a costume for them. It's not an actual outfit. The Leatherman kid, again, he's expressing himself. For him, that's not a costume then. That is who he is. And for a little kid pulling off a Leatherman costume, it works for him. And it also has all the accoutrements. I question the chain around the neck because it's really tight, but it works with what he's doing. I do not understand what Heather is fucking wearing. Am I alone, Brad? Yeah. Am I alone? I mean, Heather's bad. I, I, I... I mean, George is a woman's pretty bad Ooh. too. Well, I think the prostitute. I mean, it, outfit yeah, it is, is actually pretty rough. It's rough, but like she encountered a dress. I bandit. mean, she looks like a scuzzy prostitute. True in the pit. Like, and I feel if you're looking for a scuzzy prostitute, well, she. I mean, she's clearly what's going to come to mind. Look, um, Brad, if if you really don't want to give it to Heather, I understand, but there's no excuse for mercy. I know. I'm, you know this. I know. I'm torn. Like, it, I could go. I could go George or Heather with. With that super merching, that is, oh man, those pants are so high. It's so. But I like weird. that shirt though. That's I like no. that shirt. I mean, so, it's a nice color. It's a nice, it's top. A nice top. Not with those pants. It would be nice if we could see more of it. If her pants weren't like all like eating it. Um. Yeah. I think Heather's merching it. She, her, she's merched she too far. Too far. Too far. Who's the? Yeah, Heather is worse dressed. Rest? To me, that's a lot harder. <sighs> that is. That's difficult. Um. I, I in the last scene I like Wesley T dressed like uh, Marty McFly, and I I do like Heather's uh, I like Heather's jacket, but she's still merching yeah. it. It's like Heather, that scene. no. So we can't give it to Heather for the merching, but I still let's give it to Wesley T because Marty McFly is all right. Cool. I can give it to Wesley T. Yeah, all right. Wesley T's Marty McFly get up. Good job, Wesley T. Best Good roused. job. You won, dude. Now who won and who lost? Oh. Uh, Marsha this is Marsha had three hundred and fifty dollar shoes stolen. In the eighties that was real right. money. That was what? The equivalent of five hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. Like that's half of a grand. And for a household Uh-oh. that has arbitrary income <laughs> limits apparently mm-hmm. our budgets that's yeah. that's a hard blow. That is. The Huffmangles got their bird bath blown yeah. up. It's true. But, I mean, of all the things that happened to Huffnagels, I feel like that's Oh, the happy potatoes. guys lost, because the happy guys had to go on this weird stakeout. I, yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they, they, they enjoyed it. They had a lot of little parties and dances, and I think they got into that dressing up. Look, like, they're weird. Yeah, I mean, they have fun in the neighborhood, and they're just dudes. Like, they don't, they go to work 9 to 5, they hate their lives, they don't want to go home. All they have is the happy guys. <laughs> they yeah. love this shit. It's what they yeah, live for. That weird satanic yeah. cult. That's what they live for. So they, you're right. Um, they were having the time of their lives. They may have been the winners, but yeah. let's get, let's stay with the losers or the loser. I and I I I feel like Marsha because Marsha was violated True. in some way and uh, to a much higher like, degree than anyone else on the show. I mean, Heather did yeah. have her hair change, but Heather's hair change was actually probably for the better because she could pull off that yeah. blue look in the 80s, especially. She was, yeah. that kid did her a favor, really. The, definitely. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool look. I feel like, yeah. All right. I give that. You know what? Heather lost. Not Heather. Marsha lost. Marsha. I'm sorry Marcia for your loss. Who won? Who won? Oh, Heather, like, sure, she got. She got a hair upgrade for at least a little while. Um, she also made bank for babysitting for yeah. a week. Like, 
I'm sure she was taken advantage of as a teenage babysitter, but she still made she some had bank. To make, how much do you think she made? I would say easily over $250, right? If not more. Um, Food and for, lodging for a kid? For, se- for seven days? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, she definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. So for Heather, that's good money. And all she had to do yeah. was I, find a way to regrow her scenario, hair and be, also change it back from blue to brown. She definitely made at least $25 a day. At yeah. least. Because it's 80s. This is a shitty mom <laughs> that abandons her kid. So she probably is kind of cheap and taking advantage of a teenager. But she at least made $25 a day, which for Heather is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> so she did all right. I love that we know, like, we treat these characters so real and so... Like, I love that you're like, look, that's nothing to sneeze at, Heather. 25 bucks a day is good for you. So be okay with it. Like, this is the insanity I mean, of Ryan she Jack. did try to make money. Look what she tried to make money. The way she tried to make money to pay off that oh, car thing. Like, she was licking envelopes. Like, come on. True. I mean, yeah, that's good money for Heather. So she's actually come up. You think you think she's the winner then? Yeah. I would I make a case won. for Belvedere because he had he got to have all kinds of fun antics. Like, this was all this episode was right up Belvedere's alley. He got to get in costume. He got to cross-dress. Belvedere just had fun. Granted, he got chicken exploded in his he face, did. which is the only reason I would not put him a little bit higher than Heather, personally. Yeah. But you're right. Heather lost and won. Does that mean that it cancels yeah. out? There was no winner or loser? Well, I mean, no, she... No, Marsha won. Marsha lost. I, it's those Heather pants, won. dude. I'm sorry. It's the merching thing. I hate yeah, to hand on that, yeah. she, she wore yeah, stress. Okay. Yeah, Heather won. Worst Heather dress. won in a big way. Um, I'm uh, contender for best dress with the blue hair. Truth. Very true. <laughs> best hair. Best hair of the episode goes to Heather with yes. the blue hair. Unfortunately, we don't have a segment for best hair. Worst hair, the police officer. <gasps> Honor- uh, definitely. Honorary best hair, Heather. Congratulations, guys. That's Belvedere. <laughs> Next week, we're covering the last episode of Perfect Strangers, right? For season two. Yeah, anyway. the last episode of season two. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Up on the roof, right? Indeed. Up on the roof. Riley's favorite episode. We can only imagine. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We love doing it. It's a fun show. Uh, we love to hear from you. There's many ways you can do that. Uh, we have a new voicemail number. That is 979-476-9877. Or what is it also, Brad? 979-GROW-UP-7. <laughs> Um, you can also visit our website, ramjackpodcast.com. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Sure, there's the Facebook group. Get on that. It's a fun time. I love looking at all the stuff there. Um, become an active part of the Ramjack community. It's a delight. It's a friendly environment. Get on there. Where people can judge. It is. Like, there's, there's nobody on the Ramjack Facebook group that I don't want to be there. I can't say that for every podcast I do. There might be another podcast I do where there's two people that I'm just waiting to kick the fuck out. But they don't listen to the podcast anyway, so I don't know what the big deal what is. What other podcast do you do when to keep people off? Um, you know, another podcast I do that has a Facebook group, that has two people in the group that don't listen to the podcast, but do, okay, well, at least one of them occasionally leaves shitty comments, and I'm just waiting for her to say something so I can kick that bitch the fuck out. You're talking about... And another person. You're talking about X-Files group? Another person that I also want to kick out. What? Oh, I thought you meant other people you host the show with. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Is it just you, Claire? <laughs> and uh, Tammy? No, like, no, no, no. They're people you don't like group. Claire? <laughs> no, we have people. No, I love Claire and Tammy. They're my two favorite people I've ever I hosted know, that podcast like, with. I'm sorry. That was my bad. I didn't hear it correctly. Yeah. I was like, no. what do you got against yeah, But them? no, there's two people in the group 
no, no, no. It's I'm talking about the groups in our in the Ramjack Facebook group. I love everyone. I'm happy that everyone's there. In the other Facebook group for uh, maybe maybe for an X Files podcast, there's two people that I'm just waiting for, waiting for the opportunity to kick them the fuck out. One of them leaves shitty comments, and I'm just waiting for her to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and then she's gone. And there's another person that I'll definitely be looking forward to kicking out, and then he can write me an extra long email about why I'm not allowed to have opinions. P.S. Fuck that guy. Yeah, guys. Podcasts, it gets heavy. But you know where a safe place is? The Ramjack Podcast Facebook group. Feel free to talk shit Look, there. Look, it's, it's a self-esteem motivator. I like pretty much everything I yes. read because <laughs> it's a fun time. Yes. Um, but I do read it all. We really appreciate that. And again, all your emails, voicemails, get at us. Um, I'd also check out the Ramjack yes. Wiki because Brad does a lot of work mm. and so does Jonathan to make sure that thing is up to date and maintained. And Jonathan, like we said... Um, used to transcribe all the articles that he posts. Now he's he's cutting some corners, but that's fine. Um, keep us posted, yes. Jonathan. We want to hear more about oh, the boat. I, I just realized there's brand new Laura Wimsett articles. I haven't even Can't looked at wait. them yet. Up on that roof. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll get on those next yeah, week, Yeah, we'll guys. get on that next week, guys. Get up on that roof. Um, until then, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope everyone um, really takes the lessons we learned from Belvedere into next week's episode mm. of Perfect Strangers and their lives. And just yes, yes, because you're going to need those when you're up on that roof, whatever that might entail. I don't know yet, but thank you. <laughs> whatever the roof is that you're up on, Look, whatever that ledge you're <laughs> whatever on, whatever the roof in your yeah. life is, <laughs> Belvedere can help. We can help. That is Ramjack. Mm. Yes, and guys, uh, just remember whether you're living in the halcyon Andy Griffith-like days of 1970. Or if you're trapped in the horrific, dystopian Obamacare future of 2015, we'll be there to advise you in our time. You know, it's a very strange thing. But the memory plays tricks, huh? Perhaps home is only a memory. Ah, but what a pleasant place. What a happy time. Hey, come back with me, huh? Would you mind? And remember, remember... Remember a Christmas morning long ago The frosted glass, the dancing snow The happy time Remember the painted horse, the carousel The chocolate kiss, the caramel The happy time Remember a pale pink sky Your first Easter hat And if you should ask me why The reason I ask you this Is that I want to remember you Remembering the happy time Yes, come back with me, yeah Remember the day you found the dollar bill compliment you once received the lie you told they all believed the happy time remember a long deep sigh a tentative kiss 
And if you should ask me why, the reason I ask you that is this. I want to remember you, remembering the happy time. The happy time when a long time ago, where? A little town in French Canada called St. Pierre. You never heard of it, huh? Come with me. is all in place the table is set this journey through time and space may strike you as odd perhaps and yet I'm longing to see you smile and hear you laugh so I can have the photograph and remember you remembering the With rooms to spare those Sundays. Is your brother there? The potage will be ice cold if they do not hurry. Remember the napkin ring, the dinner plate, a pocket watch. They're late, they're late. Bibi, call your uncle. Uncle Louis and Felice. Remember the child, the boy, the voice in the hall. I'm sorry, I'm late. I have to wait for my four women. Remember the mean old man, but maybe the youngest of us all. Louis, you thief, what have you done with my pictures, thief? Pictures? Who stole your stupid naked pictures, you old goat? How nice if the sight of them should make you laugh. While I enlarge the photograph Remembering, remembering the high 